welcome to Miss Checkpoints, the video game book club podcast. Today we're wrapping up our discussion of Ninja Gaiden Black. I'm your host Marcus, and joining me today, as always, are the homies. First off, we have Greg. Yep. Next, we got Dante. How's it going, guys? And last but not least, we got the homie Trevor. What's going on? So we're finishing up our discussion of Ninja Gaiden Black. Um, if you remember part one, we played through chapters one through nine. And so we are going to be picking up from chapter 10 through 16. So the back half of the game. Um, I believe the three of us, me, Dante, and Greg had beaten, uh, got up to chapter nine. And Trevor, he was one chapter behind. I think he was still on eight when we last met. So I uh, just want to quickly go back and ask Trevor, like, how, how did how did you think about Chapter 9? I think you... Well, he got to the tanks. Yeah, I was, okay. I was on, close to the last boss. So how, how did you feel about the tank fight, the, the, the double tanks, you know, in Chapter 9? Well, I'm glad I finally figured out how to use the, um, the quick fire, because that was completely necessary. And, did you not um, manual aim at all for, no. like, the, the dudes in the turret? No. Really? Yeah. I, what a beast. Like, I don't know what it was, but the it was just the quick fire. That was all I needed to, to beat that boss, to beat the two tanks. Gotcha. Um, then what did you think about the boss after the helicopter? You mean you mean the helicopter boss? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Trash. Trash as in, like, it was easy or the fight was trash? The fight was trash. Why? Tell me why. I would like to know. <laughs> Inquiring minds. Manual aim. That's all I gotta say. Wait, wait. Just the aim? That was the only reason that fight was trash? The camera wasn't trash? Well, that's that's why manual aim is trash, because the camera's trash. Like, the camera... It's more of you being trash? The camera just messes up so many aspects of this game. Like, it messes up aiming, it messes up platforming. I wouldn't say it mess. Well, it kills your vibe. <laughs> For Greg, sure. How long did it take you to take out the helicopter? If we're being real, was it less than a minute? Uh, like maybe a minute or two, something like that. It wasn't that bad. Yeah. It, you can take half of his health off before he even moves. Yeah. How sway? <laughs> also, um. Like, for the first, I don't know, two or three times I tried to fight the helicopter, I um, I was using the explosive arrows, and then I switched over to those piercing ones, mm-hmm. and those take a lot more damage. I honestly thought they were about the same. I, I don't remember now, but I, I thought they were the same. Either way, it didn't matter, because there was the crates on either side of that platform, so you could, like re-up on either of those uh, ammo-wise, arrow-wise, I should say. So, like, you, did you try to quick-fire at all when you got to that boss? I don't uh, think it works against him, the, the the helicopter, at least. I don't remember it, but... Yeah, I think I tried, like, a couple of shots, but none of them hit. Mm-hmm. So then, yeah, it was, did you, did you, did it take a lot of attempts, or it just was a long fight for you? Um, it was just a long fight. Okay. So because I w- well, I would get to, I would get in situations where I would try to manual aim, but by the time I would manual aim, you know, the helicopter would be shooting rockets at me. By the time you get the, by the time you get the camera to where you want to be, you, you know, you want to shoot, 
the helicopters moved, right? Exactly. Yeah, I, I ran into that a lot. Um, it, it actually took me a lot of tries. Uh, I think I was mostly I was being stubborn and trying to quick fire because it was so uh, successful or useful against the tank. Um, but it was not at all against the helicopter, so I had to teach myself how to manual aim really quickly. But I that was when the the camera got really bad for me, mostly when it did that attack where it flew over you and dropped the bombs. Um, I always, for some reason, like the way the camera just like flips on you, and I'd always get disoriented and like accidentally run into the bombs. All right, well, I just wanted to check in with you and see how you felt about it. It seems like I really, I mean, I was the only person that, like, struggled at that fight. I hated that fight. Um, it just took you a while to deal with. But um, I guess let's let's go into Chapter 10, uh, The Aqueducts. And this is, um, I'm going to kick it to Dante just because he is way more familiar with the story of this game. But the Aqueducts are supposedly, like, a way to get to the Emperor's Palace, like, right outside of Tehran, right? Pretty much, so um, the monastery is sensibly destroyed at this point, so Ryu needs to find a different way into um, the Empire, um, or the Emperor's Palace, or whatever. So he goes underground and pretty much tries to find a different path through there. This was actually, it was an interesting level, just because of, like, um... You're like in a sewer almost. I think I think the chapter starts with you dropping into a manhole, like after that train crash, and uh, you fight some of the same enemies you've been fighting before. Um, they introduce these new enemies. Um, I was calling them crocodile cockroaches, but they're these like fierce looking like bug like creatures that had tons of legs and they would rear back. And just hop on you and grab you and then pull you down to the ground and just start doing mad damage on you. So uh, they weren't necessarily difficult to fight. Like in the same way, they only had one attack. It was just difficult because you would fight a swarm of them. So I think this is one of the few enemies where I think you would fight more than like four at a time or something like that. It just seemed like they were always there. The thing about them is pretty much all of their attacks break your guard. So you just have to be very careful while you're fighting them. You can't be in the middle of an attack, like, because you can't block. So you have to, like, you know, like, do a couple of hits, block, do a couple of hits, block, right? Yeah, essentially you can block one, and then it breaks your guard, and then you're pretty much open to stuff after that. But uh, that leads, uh, you fight them, and it, basically that level leads you up to a uh, electric or thunder thunderbolt worm. And these thing, I mean, you end up fighting, like, what, like, three in this level? And it's, like, this huge worm that just comes out of the ground and has, like, a couple of different, like, lightning and physical attacks. And it's, you're in a small, confined space. And so, like, this is one of the few fights that I can think of at the top of my head where they have, like, a fixed camera. And it's kind of, like, in the corner, like... Of the the you're in a square shaped room, so it's kind of in the corner and it's kind of locked. So the 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 worm only comes out of one spot, so it it just is in this one spot all the time and it just attacks from that spot. So it's a little bit more manageable to fight. Um, did you did you have any issues with this fight, Trevor? Just fighting the one worm? 
the first worm I did, and that was simply because, like you said, it, there's a fixed camera, and it's not necessarily behind your character. So sometimes... Off to the side. Yeah, sometimes I would struggle trying to, to roll a certain direction. Like, I would be trying to roll, um, I don't know, like, to the right but I really needed to to hold back or something like it was down and towards you. Yeah, it was just weird trying to get the hang of that. But then and then like the I don't know. I guess the angle is also made for the boss because you can tell I, yeah. they they were really like paying attention to like the cinematography of the animation for the worms and the way they move. I actually didn't have a problem with the camera for this one. It kind of, like, the effect it gives is, like, sometimes when you're playing a game and, like, you walk from one room to another and then, like, they kind of want to make it, uh, like, a almost like a film, like, and so you walk into the room and then it shows you in that room from, like, a security cam perspective. And it's like, you're you know, maybe just walking down a hallway and it switches that perspective and it just kind of makes it look more cinematic and that that's kind of how I felt this camera angle was. And I felt it was high enough and gave you enough view of the screen um, as far as, like, what you could stand on. Because this is electric worm, so there's a part of the level that's, like, in the water. And if you hop into the water, then you take damage or whatever. So I, I thought that it was high enough that it wasn't an issue with uh, for me. Um, and I'm guessing... Dante and Greg, you guys, do you have anything you need to add about this fight? I figured you guys, it was easy for you to. Mm, no, not really. Nothing I can add. I mean, I, I died there the first time just because uh, like most of my deaths come in this game from me just being impatient. I just wasn't really paying attention to the pattern. But other than that, no, I didn't really have a big, big issue there. I remember him being very difficult the first time I played through this game. But, yeah, after you realize the pattern, like, the worms only have three attacks. They have the grab where they go down the middle. They have a swing, which they can do from the left or the right. And then they have some type of projectile thing. So once you kind of realize that, they pretty much can't hit you. It's a, it's a straightforward boss as far as the attacks. But, like, like I said, I didn't have an issue with this fight. It was later on. Uh, you you get a little bit further into this game and you drain the um, the aqua. You dr- you're trying to drain the aqueducts to get, I guess, deeper into this cavern. And uh, so you end up fighting. Uh, you get to a point and you have to fight two worms at the same time. And this is where I had issues because um, similar similarly to the the fighting the one, they're they're in um, fixed positions, but now there's more water, so there's more room for error for you as far as like missing your missing the platform you're on. And I, I swear that the camera was slightly lower, so like you could see less of the area that you could move on um, freely. So I had a I had a huge issue dodging the little swing attacks because so, I couldn't tell the perspective as well with the camera being more level with uh, Ryu. If I had to suspect, you probably did it like Trevor, where when they swung, like they did their little swinging animation, 
what was your thing to dodge it? Like, what did I do to, to dodge it? Yes. I tried to run towards the camera and time my jump to jump over it. So I would be running back towards where the camera was set and jump over the swing. So you didn't care which way they were swinging, left or right. You still win. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, and that—that's I think what was throwing me off. So and like I, I was misgauging the per, like the the distance and either getting hit going up or getting hit jumping down or coming down. So then what I tried to do was jump in the direction that they were coming from. If that makes any sense. So I was It does, but like the advice I was giving Trevor was rolling is so much safer than jumping as far as um dodging that attack. Yeah. And so like what would happen is sometimes I would dodge it, but then I would land in the water. So I was still taking damage. So it, it was really hard to like micromanage the platform plus this camera I feel like being lower plus you know the perspective so like this fight took me a lot longer just because it was like man like and then also too just the fact that you have two worms it's two you know two things you have to pay attention to so like there was a couple times where one of the worms got that that charge on me and I was looking at the other worm, paying attention to that, and I get charged. And I think Trevor was having an issue. I, I thought that they weren't supposed to attack you at the same time, but Trevor said he was getting hit. Um, I think with the thunderbolts. Yeah, the projectiles. They would. They shoot. don't shoot at the exact same time. They they will alternate. I don't know. But, I, I, yes, Trevor. I'm, <laughs> that didn't yeah, happen to me. All I remember was they were tag teaming me. It wasn't fair. They have no honor. <laughs> did did this? So this fight was more difficult for you than the the single one, right? Oh yeah, definitely. Okay. Because like with the single one, it took me a couple of tries, but I was at least able to get the attack patterns down. But then the second one, that's when it you know threw that monkey wrench in there, and it was just like, okay, you got this down. Now try to juggle two at once. <laughs> Times two. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I, I think we we both had the same issue. Did you did you feel like the camera was any different? Or I mean, like obviously it was the same type of camera, but did yeah. you feel like did you notice if it was lower or whatever? Um, not lower. I think it was coming from the other side. Like it was coming side. from the other side. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And even still, I wish like especially with two of those, I wish it was down the center. That way, I could kind of see. I don't know, like the judging distance between the two. Sure, sure, I get that. Um, I'm again. I'm assuming no issue for the uh, the vets in this group. <laughs> not not with that fight in particular. Just I was gonna talk about the issue I kind of had with this chapter in general. So like, I think this is probably one of the longer chapters for me, just because I was kind of oh, confused yeah. as far as where I needed to go at first because you start running around and you find, okay, well, I need these two, like, um, you know, these two items to basically lower or get rid of the water, but, or like, you know, start, uh, moving the water, but like, I couldn't figure out where to go to get them. So that was like the, the first 20 or 30 minutes was me trying to figure out, okay, where am I going? And then after that, everything kind of just went in place. But initially I was kind of put off about what I needed to do. I that's something I want to touch on and we can maybe start touching on it now but this level in particular did no just it 
didn't help that this is probably, would you say, Dante, like, one of the two longest chapters in the game? I'd say this in the monastery. Yeah. yeah. In the caverns. I see, and I didn't think, yeah. I, I don't know, I, I didn't have an issue with the monastery, uh, like, because I, I guess you only fought the one, if, if I remember correctly, you only fight one boss. So it That's didn't true. seem as long. They threw a lot more new enemies to at you, but like you only fought one boss. This one you fought the worm, then you fought the two worms, then you have another boss you have to fight. And on top of that, like I my one of my gripes with this game, and it was way more apparent in the second half of the game, when they're throwing like so many like enemies and bosses at you, is that I just don't know what to where to go. Like once you've unveiled more of the overall overall map and you realize, like, oh, I can go to Tehran, and if I go here, it goes here, and if I go here, it goes here. Like, I feel like the only really story beats you get are at the very beginning of the game when it tells you what the mission is. Is that... Does it really deliver more... Like, not story, but, like, objectives. That's the word I'm looking for. I don't necessarily know what I need to do all all the time. I think it just kind of goes with... This is definitely not like a Zelda-style game as far as like, hey, solve a puzzle. But they show you, it's like, okay, here's this pedestal. This pedestal needs this thing. So pretty much you just go around, find the thing, go back to the pedestal. It'll yeah. Find something. So it kind of works the same way as Keys do in a dungeon in Zelda. And I wouldn't say the map is as good as Zelda. I don't even use the map. I just kind of explore. But... So I use the map, and I think that might be my my issue. Is it's like there's no way of there's no like indicators on the map to say like okay like you know in Zelda I think in Zelda right if you find a specific item you can see what doors you have gone through and what doors you have and what doors you need a key for right some of them might do mistaken. that I don't think they. I thought there was a their item you got in, in Zelda that would tell you like you can oh. get like a compass and something else that'll show you like hey there are keys in these rooms or stuff like that. Yeah, and I'm not even asking for that, but maybe like something you can mark like okay, you've run into a platform or not a platform, but like a um, something that you can put an item you can interact with. And there'd just be some type of marker on the map. So that way you could be like, okay, that's the room I need to get back to. Because there was a lot of times where I'm like, okay, I got a piece. Can I use this piece? Or like, and not, you know, nine times out of 10, you can, but it's just a matter of getting back to where you either getting back to where you were at or just like figuring out what you need to do next. Like it would say, like, I think at this point you could, um, I think you see both of those stands that uh, Greg was talking about, and it was like a blue uh, pedestal and a, uh, a red pedestal. And it was like, okay, cool, I need to find something to put on, whatever to put on this pedestal. But it was a matter of like, can I interact with this thing? What do I need to do? Where do I need to go? And um, I don't think they need to spell it out, but it, it was just, it was a little bit frustrating to be like, okay, what do I do now? Or especially, like, 
if you run into a room and you fight a bunch of bad guys, like, I, I didn't want to do combat just for the sake of doing combat. I wanted to be, like, making progress towards the actual game. And, like, enemies, uh, not necessarily in this level, but enemies do tend to respawn, like, around Tehran. And it was just kind of like, I just want to make sure that the progress I'm making is meaningful progress and just not to, not for nothing, you know? Yeah, in that same vein, I had issues where I would come across what I needed to get to. Like, I would come across, say, the that red pedestal, for instance, and I needed the key to unlock it. I would completely forget how to get back to that red pedestal yep. because throughout <laughs> the aqueduct, you know, the rooms aren't straightforward from going from one to the other. Like, you can look at the map and it'll show you, like, okay, this room is down this hallway when in actuality it might be on the next floor up and so you have to actually go around to the other room in order to use the stairs and get around to it. Granted, the game is very, very small, like... The entire aqueduct, you can reach any distinct point of it within, like, probably three minutes. But yeah, I, yeah, but, I, but like Marcus said, I also didn't want to run into a respawn. Oh, you can just run past them. Yeah, I was about to say, that's what I do. I like, mean, but that's that's if you know what you need to do. Like, I mean, like, there's general rooms, like the room where you, um, the room connected to where the electric worm is, that's the main res- respawn point yeah. in that area. And you can just run past that 100% of the time. I mean, you're not wrong, but it was just like, man, like, (laughs) I just want to know where I need to go. And that was something that I was running into. And, like, even, like, another thing that would have been great is if, like, you could see the save markers on the map. Like, that would have been useful. Like, F, like, show me where all the pedestals and the stuff that I can interact with. Like, just have some little key on the map that's, you know, like a, a down arrow with an S for save point or something like that, or a book in an S. Like, there was so many times where I was like, oh, crap, I gotta, you know, like, I gotta go in real life. It's time for me to, like, dip out. We're about to go somewhere. Uh, shoot, where's the save point? And I just gotta just run around looking for a save point that I know is close, but I just, like, I'm not saying all every single save point. I'm saying the ones that you've already saved at in the past. Um, especially when you're like going back to an area like that you, I don't remember where any of the save points were in Tehran, except for the very beginning one, like when you first drop in. So I kept, ended up having to run to that to save. Cause that's the only one that I remember where it was at. Like, so I kind of agree with you on that point, but I feel like the only thing that the only reason a lot of the things are like they are in this game is almost like an homage to like old school, like, you know, like kind of beat them up side scrollers where it's just kind of like, all right, you're just going to make this intentionally like difficult. Like we could do this, but then maybe they feel like that's taking a little bit of the, the, the difficulty or the skill out of the game of like memorization, I guess. But even then, I don't think it's like dark souls where you sometimes they just straight up hide save points. This one, like I thought all the save points were relatively distinct. Yeah. So, mm, uh, I, there's one in particular that the the one in the uh, underground. Remember when you flood the uh, the downstairs, and then um, there's an elevator. And I was I was on Discord with you, and you said you should climb into that hole and go to the save point. And I would not have known there was a save point there. Well, that save point's really for 
a different It's for life. later. It's for later in the game when you come back. Yeah. But, like, I, you knew about it because you had played it, before. That was just, like, a quick hack for just in case you got stuck on Alma. Hey, here's this save that will save you maybe, like, a minute. <laughs> it was a little more than a minute. But, yeah, like, that was beneficial to know about that one in that particular instance. And, like, for the most part, it's, like, the, the issue that I ran into, and this is me as a baby gamer or whatever you want to call it, but, like, I was so unconfident, not confident in my combat abilities that I didn't want to trigger more combat. So I tried to stay on the on the path that I needed to go, that I felt like I needed to go, and then that caused me to potentially miss probably some save points that I, you know, would have if I was more confident in my combat abilities and like then because I, I like it was kind of like okay I have full life right now if I go into that room I'm probably gonna get jacked up and even if there is a save point I'll be at like fifty percent life I have a hundred percent life right now I feel like I'm about to be at a boss so I might as well go at him at a hundred percent then risk it and may not even have a save point in there it's like how I hit some situations like mostly in the first half of the game I, I was a little bit better about it in the second half because uh, I was a little bit more savvy in combat. But definitely in that first half, I was just like, um, there's probably a lot of enemies in there, and I'm just I'm just trying to get to... <laughs> I really think just about every save point is like at a mandatory point, the more I think about it. Uh, I don't know about I'm, that. I think there's I've one had, that you can miss on I'm, the way to a boss fight. It's... They're pretty like I'm. I think on the beaten path. I think Dante is right. They're for the most part on the beaten path. I can probably think of like three, maybe four at most, that were like kind of on the side that you could miss. Because like I'm telling you, like that room with the train, like or that that circular section with the train, like that one. Yeah, you could potentially. Miss yeah, that and much. I almost missed yeah. that one because it was like, okay, I'm over here. All the enemies from the other side are coming to fight me. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like I'm jacked, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> jacked up right now. Uh, I don't really want to go to the other side and potentially have to fight. Cause I saw there was a room on the other side. I was like, I don't want to fight anybody cause I'm really low on life. And I was just like, mm, let me go ahead and use some items to level up or like heal up and then go over there. And then when I go over there, there's a save point. I'm like, cool. But I wouldn't have gone if I didn't have the healing items. I mean, I, and I, so I do think you're right, Dante, for the most part. Like, I can think of maybe, like I said, three, maybe four that weren't. But I do think they are, for the most part, along the, the normal path that you would go along. But, like, I just wish there was a way to, like, have them marked after you visited them. That's fair. So that way you could, you know, easily get back to them. Because there's a lot of backtracking in this game as well. And especially, like, just, you know, playing in shorter segments like if i if i played a chapter in an entire sitting then that's mm-hmm. one thing but going back you know like if, especially like this this chapter we're talking about the aqueducts that was a long ass chapter and you're you're in a uh so you're going back and forth and it was easy to get mixed up where you were at especially going between like the three different levels of the aqueduct as well as all those different rooms like it was uh kind of like- sometimes easy to get lost I get what you're saying. Like, I feel like the aqueduct in specific had, like, a really great save point where it's just literally at the bottom level right in the middle of the big door you have to go to. But I can see, like, 
from me and Greg's perspective on a lot of this game, like when I told you I could beat this game in six hours if I needed to, and you were just like, that seems impossible. You said five. I went down to five. At first it was six, and then I'm like, I could probably actually do it in five, which I still do think I could do. And I'm pretty sure Greg could, if he skipped the cutscenes and stuff, he'd probably agree it's about a five or six hour game, right? Uh, yeah, I think once you get used to it and, like, yeah. you kind of know the patterns, yeah, it's So, it's the save points to us are, like, if we die, we only lose five minutes max, for real. And, versus you guys, where it's like, oh my god, that's like 20 minutes of gameplay, it's like forever. But, once you kind of get efficient at the game and just have a vision of, like, what to do and where to go, things speed up drastically so i think that's why the save points are kind of a non-issue to us me and trevor just don't have enough hair on the chest when it comes to this game (laughs) i mean you guys just put some more stick time in go back to the lab go back (laughs) (laughs) we gotta go back (laughs) hey man hard mode's the definitive way to play the game hey man i'll be the (laughs) (laughs) non-definitive i got my money's worth and some. Um, so uh, let's get back into the story. Um, so if you get further in Aqueduct and you drain the water, you end up fighting this this boss. You you end up what is it? A sword that you pull out of the ground to and it wakens up this this boss called Pazu, and he's basically like some pterodactyl like fossil. Is that like a good? Yeah, like yeah. Aerodactyl Ninja Gaiden style. Aerodactyl cross uh, the Xenomorph <laughs> from Alien. Um, but yeah, he, he has uh, some cool attacks. Like he has a, a dash move or, char- or a charge, I guess you could say. You're fighting him in a fairly large room. I think this might be one of the bigger contained rooms that are contained boss fights that you, you fight. Um, but... Uh, he has the stomp. He has the double stomp. He has a uh, fireballs that he throws, um, or fire blast, I guess you could say, some a whirlwind, and he has he has a good amount of attacks. Um, the lasers, the, yeah, yeah. So uh, he's kind of he's a cool fight, actually. Um, I did die a couple times, but I, I thought it was a cool fight. Like every time he took his life down, like um, I want to say like. 25% he would kind of stumble over and you could do hit him for big combos and I actually appreciated that part about this fight it kind of made it a little bit easier and I'm like dang like I think this is the first boss that had something like that where you could like actually get a legitimate combo in like I guess maybe Alma as well but um whenever you could like actually do some combos on a boss I was like okay I like this boss so I did die a couple times uh, trying to figure out how to dodge his attacks and everything, but I, I did enjoy this boss fight. He was a lot easier than the for me than the worms. He was easier than the worms. Um, how, how do you feel about it, Trevor? Uh, I barely scraped through on this boss. Like I, mean, I think I only gave it maybe two or three attempts, and then I just went all in and just used all of my elixirs and. My. Oh, I mean, I did too, but he was fun. <laughs> oh, not elixirs, nimpos. I used my nimpos. Yeah, and Trevor I, used both. Yeah, I was, I was gonna say like whenever I do that, 
I feel kind of like I'm cheapening the experience, I guess. Nah. Okay, well, I'm, thank you for verifying that. Because, <laughs> like, I'll just use everything in my arsenal to just, like, barely scrape by. And then I'll, you know, I'll end up using, you know, having nothing when I start off on the next chapter. But that's how I feel on every boss where it was like, you got to be able to flying swallow or, like, that's the only move you use. I'm like... At no point would I have ever used this move. And, like, if nobody had told me how to do it, I would have fought the boss, like, straight up. And, like, any boss where it was like, you just use Flying Swallow, I was like, man, like, how would I have beaten this boss, like, playing my way, you know? Or did you ever feel that way? Yeah, I think that was one of the things we talked about on the last episode, because, I don't know, this game seems like it's very open-ended but it also has like this is how you do this <laughs> yeah yeah so again that was something we touched on last time and i just wasn't sure like i felt like between as you were talking about this game when you were playing it uh in the chat i felt like you were kind of saying the same thing that i was saying at that time where it was like man like there's so much ability and things you can do in this game but i feel like i'm lessening my experience by doing this thing that i know is super effective because everybody's told me it's super effective and like yeah sometimes i i kind of uh fought with that with myself where it was like man like i would be using this weapon at this point if nobody had told me this other thing was good you know like there was one instance where i think dante was watching my stream and i switched to um izuna is that the the That's Nempo. the Nezuma. Oh, the, the 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 fire one or the lightning? one? No, the lightning one. In in Azuma or something like that. Yeah, I switched to that one, and every time I used it, it was like the enemies ended up giving me another um, another Nimpo charge. So it was a free attack. Yeah. That's tight. Yeah, he got that like during a fiend challenge, the one where you fight the Cyclops things or whatever oh yeah little flying dudes Mm -hmm. i was like man his nimpo drops are op right now but it did that every time i used that nimpo like any enemies like where i had a cluster of them and i used that i'd just end up getting another charge i can say that definitely for for the fish definitely for the fish yeah um what about you how did you guys like do you guys like the pazu fight yeah, I don't think I have like any like, you know, like profound comments about it. But do you it, like it, it though? Like, yeah, yeah, I liked it. Okay. You, like on normal, it was simple, but when I fought the dude on hard, he was giving me a pretty difficult time, just because there are a ton of. Um, I think the imps accompany him when you're fighting him on oh, hard, wow. and it just it makes it very hard to concentrate. On just dealing with his stuff because he has all those AOE attacks. So generally you try to take out like the smaller enemies then go for the bigger one. But he just made it so hard since he could hit you pretty much wherever he wanted to. And that's where I learned like the unlabored flawlessness. The fully upgraded wood sword is really really OP if you're low on health. It literally does four times the amount of damage it normally does. And... I pretty much did two combos and ended him. That sounds awesome. <laughs> if only I were to play again. You had that much he's money. He's only by... boss. Huh? You had that much money by the point in the game? 
Yeah. You definitely get a lot of uh uh what's the what's the name of the currency in this game, I guess? Essence. Yeah. Oh. You definitely get a lot of that cuz there was times where I would even uh like on some of the l- later boss battles, I would just run through all of my healing items and then I'd just go back and just buy it all again. I'm like, "All right. Were, were you kind of astonished how much healing stuff you get in this game?" Oh, it's a lot. I don't remember it being. Yeah, I was about to. Yeah. I don't remember getting that much the, when I first played. But <laughs> I won't. No, you sit get a here ton. Unless you guys lie on me and Trevor's good name, we needed <laughs> all that healing. We were grateful for it. I watched Trevor use literally thirteen things against Alma, and then die to some pill bugs moment. <laughs> that was so good. Oh man, we'll get to that. Hater. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that that ends chapter ten. Um, chapter eleven. This chapter sucks. Um, it's a lot of swimming. Like you're, it's like the water world of Ninja Gaiden. And I realize. I mean, I noticed it earlier, but swimming in this game is trash. Um, just because, like, you can only go forward up or down you can't really go at an angle it's kind of hard to explain so it it makes it like you have to like get you have to comprehend the controls of swimming in order to get to where you want and this chapter forces you to do that um and then there's like i mean you're basically just collecting um collecting uh parts to unlock some door uh it's this this chapter it's so frustrating that they're swimming the entire chapter and like you constantly have to go up for air because your oxygen gauge is going out or whatever. And it goes down pretty quickly. There's drones that are trying to shoot at you whenever they spot you. Plus uh, lar- these large fish that are patrolling the area. And you couple that with the fact that you're trying to swim down to find parts or whatever you're trying to collect and it's, I feel like the developers knew the swimming in this was not going to be fun. So they gave you an item like halfway through or a little, like maybe two thirds of the way through an oxygen cylinder that could force you to breathe underwater indefinitely, which I felt like was the worst. It was like the dumbest design design decision to like, instead of fixing our swimming, we're going to make it so you can just stay underwater for forever which is like such a like, in my opinion, lazy slash half-ass solution to a bigger issue. Where it was like we could fix the swimming, but that'll take too long. So let's just give them this oxygen cylinder, and we'll call it like even. Well, we're square then. Um, I know that Dante. I bet Dante and Greg don't feel that way. So I'm gonna kick it to them first. Um, how wrong am I, and how how right are you guys? I mean, I I do think that the swimming sucks, but I think it's just kind of a product of the game at the time. Like, I just don't know of any other, like, game at the time that just had, like, uh, you know, maybe Modern other than, swimming. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, even Mario 64, if you want to even go. Like, I mean, I guess that's a little bit older, but, like, you know, it's not like that had the best swimming either. Mario right? 64 like, came out nine years before this game, uh, and I feel like Mario 64 has better swimming than this game. <laughs> and I'm not being, I'm not... Like, saying that to say that I legitimately feel like Mario 64 swimming is better than Ninja Gaiden's black swimming. Um, 
I'm I not, think they're probably like on par. It's not. It, I, I mean, it sounds like shots fired, but like it's maybe because I, I'm not necessarily nostalgia, but I have more of a reference point with Mario 64. But I just felt like just the fact that there was two buttons, you could do one button to like, like pedal, paddle, and then one to actually swim. And in this game, it was just like depending on how hard or like. If you tap or tapping A versus holding A, but it just didn't seem like it seemed like you had to always have your finger off the left thumbstick in order to go forward, which is like counterintuitive to like I I, I can't think of another sw- wait uh, what oh okay you said finger off the left yeah so you can't you, it has to be a neutral position in order to go forward well. I mean, you can go up forward or down forward, yeah. or neutral. Forward. I for me, it was either up, down, or forward. It wasn't up forward or down forward. I felt uh, like even when you went up, it was always at like an angle. You couldn't necessarily. Or it was down. like 80, 80 degrees. It yeah. wasn't like forty five. It was like eighty degrees. It wasn't as big of a stroke forward, but it was still in that direction. So, like it, like up and down are more adjustments. And then you want to do A once you have the correct. Yeah, but like yeah. the the issue that I was running into is like you're swimming into tunnels and caverns and things, and it, it requires a precision that the game doesn't allow you to have. In addition to like, I mean, I was like constantly low on oxygen, and it's like holy crap! I either need to go up for air or like just I, like. It was it, it made it more tense than it needed to be. It was just kind of like. I don't think the game is doing this. Like, it's not like it should be easy for me to get to where I need to go to get to. It would be easier for me to swallow the swimming criticism if it was more about like the swimming combat stuff because I don't think that's great. But I think the straight up swimming's fine. Like, it's not great, but I never really ran into any issues with just the swimming, swimming. And even like the oxygen tank thing, I almost feel like they do that as kind of like a an asshole maneuver because it's just kind of like you see the one area that you need to go to to get something and it's like oh well i'm gonna go try and go this way i'm not sure if i'm gonna have enough air to get over there and then you do it and you're like oh well i ran out of air and i died here and then you realize oh i could have just went over here and got this oxygen tank first then came yeah back it's and a got means to solve a puzzle yeah so but yeah i mean i do agree that the swimming sucks but i don't think there's enough of it where it's like a huge deal, I guess. Is this I, the last time you swim? It's one of the last swim times. for like a minute or two. Yeah, it, like don't get me wrong. There's not. It was okay until there was an entire chapter dedicated to it towards it, and that's when I realized, oh, this is worse than I thought it was. Where it would be. You full- also said this chapter took you a super long time, right? Um. I don't think this was the chapter that took me that long. I think it was the next chapter. I okay. Think. Yeah, it was the next chapter. Um, but, yeah, like, it, it was... I, and I actually didn't die from drowning. But I almost did a couple times. And I didn't do the puzzle and then die, then find the oxygen thing. I actually found the oxygen thing first, so I didn't die at that puzzle. But I was just like, this is really silly. Like, why don't they just give that to you in the beginning? And I understand why they don't. But it's just super frustrating because it was like, why even put a puzzle that you can't do? Like, it's just... It's a sequence thing. I know, but it's just... uh, Trevor, Trevor, how do you feel about swimming in this game? (laughs) Man. Like, 
I don't this this entire level. Man, I don't, it's like I don't, filler. This entire yeah, filler. I, I don't want to say it was a waste of time. It's filler. But Besides like, fighting Doku, it, like there, it's filler. There, there's no there's no combat. Like I was thinking there was going to be like some kind of combat underwater. You didn't like those fish fights. Fish fights. You get a spear gun and you can shoot the, those giant fish, but you don't even have to. Oh, was like, that what that was for? Yeah, you don't even have to fight oh, them. Oh wow! You don't have to. Like I remember picking it up, but I'd never balls. had time to equip it because I was just looking for where to go, and then I figured I figured out you could just swim right past those those shark things. But look at you guys with your speed running strats. I mean, like I don't <laughs> don't get me wrong. I shot all the fish. Because I wanted to use the spear gun because I thought it was, like, a cool weapon. But even then, like, it was just, like, okay. Like, it's it still, like, I still was getting bodied by the drones. So, like, that didn't really help. Um, I just figured I think, there was going to be more aiming with the spear gun. and No, you could quick fire and it actually, I don't think it missed. It was, like, they decided to, like, turn the slider all the way up to 100% accuracy with the spear gun. But with the bow and arrow, it was down. It was still at fifteen percent. Salty, salty, salty. Um, I but uh, ultimately, you finish all this stupid swimming, and you get actually. You know what? No, no, we're gonna rewind that. I wish that the spear gun had manual aim. If we're being honest, okay, you can wish it. You can't. <laughs> no take backs. There's a lot of times that I actually miss those stupid fish. Are you serious? So I figured you have to hit. Yeah. Were you have to at least far? hit right trigger to um, get it to aim at them. Was it like a distance thing? or? Uh-uh. It's just straight up. If you just hit B, it doesn't auto lock on. But if you hit RT, then it will start to trigger like the lock on property. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I never I never missed with that thing. So I just assumed it was, okay, well, there's that. Um, but uh, yeah, the, uh, the chapter ends with you uh, fighting Doku, the... Ninja Samurai dude uh, that has been the... I guess, I guess he's been the person like in charge of the Vigor Empire, right? The person that's pretty or much... He's it, the guy that got the Dark Dragon Blade from your clan at the beginning of the okay, game. Okay, okay. Yeah. And killed you. He killed you. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you fight this dude, and you fight him in this huge, like... It's almost like an Asian style, like I, I no, no, I'm not gonna say that. It's almost like a like a just a big walled off, like almost like Coliseum style place. It's kind of cool. Um, it's just like a big sand pit that you're fighting him in, and uh, with walls and everything, so you can like run off the walls and jump off the walls or whatever. He has like a variety of attacks. He has a breeds fire. He has like some slashes. He has some combos where he does like. Four or five attacks in a row. He has a power slam, a command grab. He can throw his sword. I mean, he he has a lot of moves. I think he's like one of the. I think he has maybe up there with the most moves in the game. And the only takeaway I had with this is this dude blocks everything. Um, Dante was saying that I think Dante said in our chat that you could basically attack him after he doesn't attack to get damage. But, like, I was, like, just spamming Flying Swallow. I would Flying Swallow, he would block, you bounce off of him, land really close. Then I would roll dodge his attack, jump, Flying Swallow, 
rinse, repeat. And I'm, I'm talking like 20 times in a row before I did any damage. Um, you and even an like attack. That isn't an actual attack. It's X, X plus A, X and A plus Y. As in, you know, it's pretty good. I don't know if you know. But um, I was also doing, trying to use uh, projectiles, um, your ranged weapons, and they didn't really do that much damage. And even like your Ninpo, the fireball that auto locks on, like he could block that and not take any damage as well. So like this fight took me, like I had more difficulties with Doku than with Alma. Where, like, I think Alma, I think I maybe played, took me two tries to, two or three tries to fight Alma. Doku, I was easily, like, at least a dozen, a dozen attempts to fight him. And I, I just, like, I could not get any damage on him. I couldn't understand why. And I, I, I changed my strategy up as well. And it just was like, anytime I could, in my mind, hit him, I was either too far away or he would block. And I was just like, what the hell is up with this? Um... How do you feel about this fight, Greg? How, how do you how do you feel about the Doku fight? Uh, so I didn't have like a a super hard time against him. I mean, it's like I feel like with all the bosses, there's like sometimes where you'll get a few like what seem to be kind of like cheap. They get cheap shots in on you where it's like, okay, well, it looks like he's open. I'm gonna start swinging on him, and then maybe you overcommit to a, a longer string. And then he kind of hits you. Um, but, I mean, I, I didn't find it, like, incredibly difficult. It was just kind of like, all right, I'm just going to try and play this super safe, take a couple shots at him when he's open, and then kind of back off, just kind of roll dodge for a little bit, then try and look for another opportunity. Um, so I just kind of played it like that. I mean, I, again, like, I, I definitely died a couple of times, but it wasn't, like, super crazy. What about you, Trevor? How would you feel about it? Uh, it was okay. It was decent. It reminded me of like the Jet Stream Sam. I think was the boss from uh, Metal Gear Rising. Unless you hate that boss. The dog. After I learned, after I learned his attack patterns, it wasn't that that bad. Took you like four days to beat. No, that was Sundowner. Oh right, right, right. But that boss, I don't know. it, It took me a few tries, but because you know it kind of. It kind of gives you time to reset before attacking, or before they attack. I don't know. It, it's like it gives you an opportunity to read what they're going to do next. I mean, just based off the startup of whatever move he was doing. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. I tell you how mad I was. He did his little stab thrust sword, like where he stabs you in your gut and then he sucks your life. And then when I saw he he killed me with it. And rehealed himself. I was oh, so man, he mad. Sucked you off to death. He sucked me to death. Yeah, like my soul, my body left my my soul left my body. <laughs> but I had a ninja, uh, a talisman, ninja down, and I lost it. And I immediately turned off my Xbox and just left the room. Like that was maybe my only rage quit. Where I was just like, not only did this fool kill me. He rehealed himself. I was like, I'm done. I'm done. You only had one rage quit? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. There was there was a couple of fights where it was like I lost to something, then I was like I kinda laughed to myself and said, I'm done for today. 
But like that was my only rage quit where I was like, in, in, immediate instinct was, all right, get up, turn on my Xbox, I'm, I'm leaving the room. Like usually the other times I like went to go do something, like I got on my computer and like played a different game. This time I just like, I'm, I'm done, I'm done. How many times did y'all hear me um, or, or see me write in our group chat? Um, I'm not finishing this game. I'm done. <laughs> I really didn't think you were going to finish. I'm not going to lie. There was like three or four distinct points. Who did you think was going to get further? Or who did you think was going to quit me or Trevor Like initially? Or did, I know you said like... So Trevor was talking a good game up until Chapter 3. So I was like, yeah, he's going to have an easier time with this game than Marcus overall. Oh, Chapter 5 was the worst. <sighs> yeah, and then... Um, then... <laughs> Once the dragons came around and then he had to fight the Hydrocubus, I'm like, this might be too much for the the poor guy. <laughs> but no, like, the role reversal happened, and then both of you finished it. I was really surprised. The person that I lent, like, my original Ninja Gaiden to, he quit on the worm. So, honestly, I was expecting one of you to quit um, when that happened. But both of you persevered. I was going to quit on the platforming. <laughs> Trevor was going to quit the volcano. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The um, part I didn't even know you could die at. Really? Okay, well, we'll get there. Speaking of volcanoes, let's talk about wait. the caverns. <laughs> wait, oh, wait. I, I, I want to yeah, give a little bit of right. input into the Duke, yeah, Doku. Yeah, what's up with you? I Doku. really, really, really like that fight because it seems like... The Mirai fight is a one-on-one, but the Doku fight just seems like this very balanced fight against another individual with a different skill set. When you say one-on-one, you mean like you actually felt like you were fighting like an AI, like a or like somebody on your level. You weren't fighting some huge beast, right? Yeah, it almost felt like somebody went to a character select screen and he's like, "Oh, gotcha, I chose gotcha. Doku." And we're just going to do this. Granted, on hard, all the boss fights have people with them. But on normal, like, I was... When he did his little, like, combo attack, I'm like, okay, one, two, three, four, five, six. And then he does his heavy hit. And you just time your roll under the heavy hit, and that's guaranteed damage. So it was just, like, learning all of his patterns and being like, okay, well, here's where he has recovery frames let me attack now and just kind of dissecting his move set was a lot of fun. Gotcha. Um, well, I'm glad you enjoyed the fight. I hated it. And it, it was probably like one of the, my starting with that Doku fight, but really we can even say that entire level, that entire level, uh, chapter 11, I didn't really feel. And then it leads to chapter 12, which is the caverns. And immediately, where the walkthrough, where you got beat by a puzzle. I got beat by a puzzle. Like, you have to. There's actually a puzzle um, right in the same room that you kill Doku. Like, another door opens up, you hit a switch, and these uh, platforms come out, and you basically have to. You see that, oh, I have to get to this highest part of this outer outskirts of this, uh, this sand pit. And you have to pull a lot. There's a lot of platforms and, and that you have to pull and a lot of platforming. And I maybe did it for 10 minutes and I, I could not 
figure it out and I end up having to consult like a walkthrough and the most frustrating part was I did everything that I was supposed to do it was just that I you pull one and then you put it back and I didn't pull, put it back because um, you have to do it in a certain order so because I didn't put it back then um, it kind of messed everything else up and when I saw that, I was like, oh, cool. And then <laughs> I um, <clears throat> clear it out. All right, finish the puzzle, leave. And then I was like, let me actually go ahead and save it. And I jump down, save it, go back into that room. And I'm immediately put in one of those wave base. Like, once you get back into the sand pit, you fight the waves of, uh, what do you call those? When you fight waves of enemies? The Fiend Challenges? Yeah, and it's the Fiend Challenge with the Fiends. And the the, the, the the Dinosaur Fiends. So you have to fight 60 of those. Oh, no, and I would have quit on that part. I, dude, I was so frustrated. Like, I ended up beating it. But, but actually, no, it took me three tries. But, like, because I had saved... Um, be outside of the sand pit, every time I walked in, they started spawning, and they blocked my path to get onto the. So it wasn't. It wasn't at least for me super easy to like just just um just run past them because there was platforming there, and if you messed up, you fell back into the sand pit, and then they would be there attacking you. <laughs> so then I just ended up staying and fighting because I'm like, well, f it, if I kill them all, I'll get something out of it, right? And you get, like, one of those, what, thousand lives of the gods or whatever, I think is what you get. Oh, that's pretty nice. So it's, like, it's beneficial, but it was just, like, super, like, ah, uh, It was, um, yeah, it, it was whack. And then you go from that, and then you get to this another section, and you literally find another fiend challenge. And it's the Wolverine fiends. So, like, within the first, literally, like, game time, five minutes of this chapter... I had fought like 120 enemies. <laughs> and yeah, I was just like, man. And so like this chapter ended up taking me about three, two hours, two hours, 20 minutes to beat. So this is one of the longest chapters for me. And on top of all my dying and stuff like that. Um, but ultimately, I actually didn't mind this chapter. Like being in the caverns was like one of the most memorable experiences in this game I, I felt like the specifically the ice cavern and like the puzzles in the ice cavern that was like maybe one of my probably most memorable like slash favorite uh environment in the entire game uh just super unique environment i, I like the ice caverns and the uh the airship from the chapter three and those are probably like my two favorite levels um so yeah the ice caverns were really cool really memorable um, and then, um, I didn't really care for the volcano stuff, mostly because there was a lot more platforming. I didn't, uh, but I did not have as much issues as Trevor did. So what, what were, what were your issues with the, the volcano parts, Trevor? Um, was it solely camera or? Wait a minute. Are you talking about like the, the magma caverns? He's just talking about lava, not the volcano volcano. Okay. The magma caverns. Yeah, the Magma Caverns. Um, yeah, it was mostly camera. And I guess I didn't know how to handle being in the lava. 
because Don. Yeah, he was literally making it worse for himself. Oh, was he jumping when he when he got yes. in? Yes, oh, all the yeah. time. You didn't yeah. notice you were losing like chunks of life every time you. Landed? I didn't think there was a difference. Oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> he didn't want to stand to find out. I, I respect it. It's like I got to get out of this lava. It's hot. <laughs> oh, but um, um, the puzzle part that you had just talked about. Um, mm-hmm. that was when the game started getting fun. Define fun. Um, decent platforming. Um, a little bit of, of figuring things out. Going from one point to another. See, this is all integrated into the combat if you do no, it right. No, no, no. <laughs> what, wait, 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 what puzzle? What puzzle are you talking about? Um, where you have to get up to the top of the, um, after your fight with Doku. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. The part you use the walkthrough on, so you didn't experience the fun. <laughs> That's right. I did not experience the fun. I thought I thought you were going to say, like, the puzzle where you run from one side of that tilt-a-whirl, like, seesaw to the other side. I'm like, that's not a puzzle. <laughs> I thought he was talking about, like, putting the ore into the thing. I'm like, that's not a puzzle. That was I cool, though. do that. It was cool. Just the concept of like, oh, if you get this thing started and it melts this path and you unlock a new section of the map or whatever, I dug it. Of course, you probably had all the ore pieces by the time you got there, right? Man, I I have like six. You only needed four and I had six. Yeah, I had two left over after I got the the cog. Um, But yeah, uh, I just want to know what what your issues were with the caverns because I had a couple of issues with the Magnum Caverns magma caverns it was mostly when you were in that big room with the two fiends in the lava and you had to get from one side to the other i always just always just ended up jumping into the the lava and just yeah. skipping the platform in the middle i was just like i can't i when i try to get to it i always fall in the lava so i'm just gonna jump in the lava and run to the other side that's what i kept doing um but uh, you end up fighting a couple of different bosses. You fight, like, this, like, yeti creature that does a lot of flipping or a sloth or whatever. Uh, that boss was kind of... Like, you didn't like that boss, Trevor? Uh, I just meant your description. It is a sloth, right? We all know <laughs> what like that was. It's a worm. It's a fucking sloth. <laughs> that thing was gross. <laughs> But uh, that boss was pretty easy. I just really, I, unless you guys want to talk about it, we can just kind of skip over it. No, I don't really have anything to add about it. Yeah. Uh, and then Trevor panicked the first time he fought it, but he was good after that. When doesn't Trevor panic? Yeah, it wasn't too bad. <laughs> and then after that, you fight a fireworm, which uh, it's all—it's very similar to the electric worm, just attacks you with fire instead of uh, electricity. Uh, there's only one, um, so it's at that camera, fixed camera again. Uh, this time instead of shooting like a lightning, like ball at you, it shoots like a fire hoop that you gotta jump through. But really, other than that, the attacks are identical. Um, you can't. Do you guys have any issues with this boss? Uh, you can't dodge the um, the little swipe attack by jumping over it. Yeah, you can. I wasn't able to, at least not the way I did with um with the electric worms. Huh, weird. Like it, yeah, it hit me every time. I started doing Nimpo though. I know that. 
Nimpo was like, man, I can't dodge. Let me just go ahead and just become invincible. I was going to get out of jail free card. <laughs> and then they had like a, a timing like challenge right after that where you had to like quickly hit a switch and run through this section before the lava started back up or something like that. It, it was really oh. weird. Um, like platforming sequence that was timed and like I think this is really the only one in the game and I'm like man I wish there was more of this in this game to kind of make use of the fact that you're Bro, do you want Trevor to quit right now I mean I'm not saying that it was I, I just mean like sequences where it was like this where I didn't necessarily have to be as tight or like oh if you fall you're gonna die because you're in lava or whatever I just mean like in the sense of like it'd have been cool to have a little bit more time trial-esque challenges in this game if you're playing as a ninja. Let me use some of my speedy, nifty craftiness, you know? I think from the probably three or four hours I watched Trevor play this game, that was the closest he was to quitting right there. I told you, really? it's it's always the platforming parts. But honestly, had that been in any other game, I would have been okay with it. But because it was this enslaved, one, enslaved. <laughs> because it was this one, and you have to use the um, the right trigger to control the camera angle. That's what just frustrated me to no end. Interesting. He literally did it for about twenty minutes. Hey, he just wanted to get the world record. <laughs> uh, and uh, last but not least, uh, you fight the flame dragon, which is like. This huge dragon that's bore out of a, a volcano pit or whatever, and you're on like these platforms running around it, and does all the the classic dragon attacks like the fireballs, the swipe attacks, bite attacks. Um, how, how did you guys feel about this fight? And I'll, I'll start with you, Dante. Do you is this a memorable fight for you? He seems like so, he's like one of the more like difficult bosses in this game. I remember him being very, very difficult, and I always had an issue with him before. But, like, once you learn his three or four attacks, he's really not that bad. He has the he has a flame barrier. He has his fire breath thing. He's got his bite. And I think he might have... The one, one that rises, thing. like, platforms or something? The platform rising doesn't do damage, though. So... He really just has the bite, the flaming breath, and the barrier. And pretty much like every boss in this game, once you learn how to dodge those attacks, there's not really too much to worry about. I also did learn, this is from the speedrunners that joined um, joined my Twitch um, stream or whatever, that you can jump on his head and trigger like this sequenced QTE of sorts. So that was pretty cool because I didn't know there was anything like that in this game. Unless you hate QTEs. It wasn't a QTE because there's no like actual button press for it. There's no prompt? So how, like, how do you do it then? Do you just like mash X or something? Or Pretty much. Like, Ryu jumps on his head and then the dragon gets all angsty and stuff. And it just kind of implies that you're supposed to slash him. Oh. Okay. Is it cool? Did you did you end up triggering it, or you just watched the video on it? No, I ended up doing it once, and honestly, it wasn't the easiest thing to do. You have to do the jump just right. Is it when he does his chomp down attack that you can actually do it? or No, it's when he gets really tired. Like, 
after he does about three or four attacks, he like starts breathing hard and puts his head there so you can attack him. Mm-hmm. And that's when you can jump on his head. Oh, okay. And yeah, it was pretty neat. Just because I like an Easter I think egg that's almost a thing exclusive to that boss. That's cool. Does it do more damage than just like attacking him when he's like kind of in that resting period? I think it does a little bit more, but you can do a pretty good amount of damage just from him being in. What does he like shake you or off, or how do you get off? Like, I think you just like you stab him in the head, then just do like a ninja jump off of him onto the platform. Oh, so he like. Otherwise, what he would flip you into the lava or something, or yeah, oh, okay. pretty much. Okay, I thought maybe you were hinting that like once you get on top of there, he can't do anything about it, and you just no, it's not like a whack him to thing, death, but it might take like a third of his health or something like that. So you didn't whack him to death? Nah. Dang. How do you feel about the fight, uh, Greg? Um, it was okay. Um, uh, like pretty much like Dante was saying, it's. You basically just kind of figure out what uh you know what the the pattern is, and then you just kind of go from there. Um, I do remember having like difficulty in the first time, the first time I played the game, and not being as hard this time. Um, but yeah, nothing, nothing too wild. Gotcha, Trevor. This is uh, you were streaming on Mixer when you were at this part, so I actually got to tune in a little bit and watch you play. Uh, how, how did you feel about it? I remember you having to use... I think this is like when I finally saw your strategy in action of use every single elixir <laughs> in my inventory. <laughs> I don't think I used that many. Buy 10 potions, use Did I use, did I use that many on this one? <laughs> you you used everything. Because you, you started the next chapter and you're like, no, I'm good. And I'm like, bro, no, you know, you need to go to Mormasa now. Oh, well, I survived. <laughs> <laughs> Because I, th- I think I beat him on my second attempt, didn't I? Uh, it took you a couple tries. Uh, I don't remember how many, but I did remember. I could I could have swore. Wasn't this the chapter that you died right after? In the, or no. the beginning of the next chapter? No, that no, was the, that's the Bone the... Dragon. Oh, um, yeah, it was that chapter too. Yeah, yeah, you died at the beginning of the chapter, and then you were like, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> had... But at least he had a save. Because there's a save right after the dragon. Oh, okay. But other, the fight was, like, I mean, did you enjoy it? Um, it was okay. Like, that's the boss. I mean, it, it took an, an unbelievable amount of damage. That was my only gripe against it. But mm-hmm. as far as, like, fighting on these, you know, these platforms that can raise and lower and... Like, I never got into situations where I would see him move from platform to platform because I was really going to one single platform, that one in the middle. Yeah. Um, But I think that layout was pretty cool. Gotcha. Uh, I didn't really have too much difficulty. I think I I maybe died once or twice. It was mostly just, like, ninpo management, really, to make sure couple times I either missed or he blocked so just making sure I got the most amount of damage I could when I could with my sword and then the rest of the time making sure that my nimpo or my arrows or whatever were doing the amount of damage that they needed to be doing and I was dodging so this is pretty straightforward boss um chapter 13 the fiendish awakening um this was I think a short chapter actually like uh you are 
back in Tehran and I, th- this was another chapter where I just had no idea what I had to do. Um, there's some statue in the beginning of Tehran when you first got into it that said it had some type of like some, I don't even remember. It was like freaking two and a half weeks later that I got, you know, reread the text and it didn't make any more sense. But apparently you're supposed to drop some talismans in or tablets or whatever. I had no idea. I ran around Tehran a lot just trying to figure out what I needed to do. And I ended up having to look up at the the, walkthrough to figure out what I needed to do. So this was another chapter in this game, section in this game, where I was just like, running around, like, just trying to figure out what I needed to do. I was expecting me to, like, run into some type of cutscene to trigger a fight or something, and that would explain what I needed to do. But uh, I don't recall seeing anything. So once I got to the walkthrough, and I, and I, I was like, oh, I just need to put some pieces in here. You open up some freaky portal, and then you can, like, teleport, and you teleport back to your... Uh, village that you were in in chapter two and um there you uh you have like your round two with alma and um all right i'm sorry you 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 start seeing like uh, there's a lot of these circles around those teleporting circles so you basically go from it's like quick travel at this point you don't get to choose where it goes it has a set location but you go from tehran to your village and then i think you go from your village did you get the true dragon sword and, or mention it? No, I did not. Go ahead, man. Okay, well, pretty much you go to your village because the previous chapter, they Ayane, I think, sent you to talk to Moramasa, and he's like, hey, um, your sword's good, but it's not quite good enough. You need to have this... Um, jewel or something, right? Jewel or whatever. And that's pretty much why you, you find go to out... the caverns to... That's why you fight that sloth and that fireworm and the dragon. The, they ha- each have like an ice and a fire jewel that you augment your sword with, right? No, no. Those those jewels are to unlock the door to the fire dragon, dude. Oh, okay. My bad. But um, you find out that Kareha, the girl that Doku slays at the beginning of the game, I guess, she had the jewel that you needed for your dragon sword. So pretty much that's why you're returning to the village at that point. And pretty much you put it in the sword, you get the true dragon sword, which is kind of the ultimate weapon in the game. And then you go off to fight Alma. My bad, yeah, what he said. Does it matter if you have your sword upgraded all the way? I've never actually tried. I'm assuming that you definitely get the true dragon sword because that's like a story beat. I couldn't envision anybody doing that unless they were just, like, trying to do some type of special run. Like a level one dragon sword run or something like mm-hmm. that. For achievements. <laughs> um, so then, yeah. So the second fight with Alma, she's, like, way freakier looking, bug-like. Still missing, like, the top half of her brain. I actually, this was uh, the one time I tuned in tuned into Dante's stream. Uh, this was, like, when we were at part one, he was streaming this, and I was talking to the speedrunners then with him. But um, this this boss uh, fight, what do you think about it, Dante? I think you were saying this is, like, your least favorite boss fight in the game, or...? It's definitely the hardest for me. Like, 
this is the one where I know I'm at least going to use a great spirit elixir, probably. I feel really bad, man. I feel so bad when it happens. Just using one. I know I'm better than that, Just using but one. it happens every time. Dang. You actually, when I was watching you, I'm not trying to call you out, but you use some talismans too. She, she always gets what? me because I'm like, talismans? no, I'm not going to use a talisman. <laughs> and and he, I'm not hey, actually, use any more healing. I, I was watching Dante, and like when he used a talisman, and he had like her at one hit. He kind of like I knew he, mentally he was like kicking himself, and he would restart. <laughs> like he ain't lying. Oh yeah, it's, he was it's a hot reset. The second he was serious, he's like, oh, I use a talisman, restart. And I'm like, bro, you were like one hit away. F that. But then like that's just how he was. Even the streamers are like. Bro, what are you doing restarting? I'm like, no, man, it's a thing of honor. Yeah, yeah. He, so <laughs> I, I can vouch. Thing. I can vouch. The the one time I was watching him play, he did restart like two or three times. So yeah, and the fight is really interesting. Like she has a lot of moves, and just having to react on the fly to what she's doing is really fun. But at the same time, all of her moves do so much damage. Well, and were you playing on hard, or that when I was watching, or was that normal? So, I was playing on normal, but I hadn't used... I might have used one or two, like, life upgrading items. I think I held on to the rest. So, I had a really tiny life bar. So, pretty much all of her moves could, like, one-shot me, potentially. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, but, yeah, like, she has a pillar throw attack that always tends to get me for whatever reason. Apparently Marcus and Trevor can dodge it, but I I just can't. The little purple beam thing she shoots at you, she has, she still has her um, like dimensional command grab or whatever at this point, or was that just Alma one? No, Where she, she did like that. the thing under your feet. The purple like lift command grab. Oh, yeah. I think she only had it in the first one. No, yeah, 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 yeah. I think she only had it in the first one. Now she just has the yeah. tail the scoop, and she like scoops scoop. you up. Two scoops, Hagen does. Yeah. And then she lands on the ground and charges you. And I think that's just about it as far as like her abilities. But she uses them very fast and it's just kind of a pain to deal with her. Okay. What about you, Greg? Did you do you have any issues with Almost Part two? Armadou redo? Yeah, I definitely died here a good bit. <clears throat> Actually, I think this is probably the boss fight I died the most. Like, it was like maybe a good 10 or so deaths. And most of the time, I think at this point, I had two talismans. Um, what else? Like, a bunch of healing. I, I almost feel like I had almost all my healing items maxed out. But, like, there was times where it would come down to, like, all right, I've used everything. And I've got it down to like maybe, you know, 10%. And then I'll just dodge at the wrong time and just die and just have to start it over again. Um, but yeah, I think this is like probably the the hardest boss fight I had at, at this point. How about you, Trevor? Would you say that you oh, have wait, to go right. offensive against her? Because just hearing everybody's play style and stuff, I think you and me are more defense first type of people. Yeah, so, so maybe that's why it was harder for us to adjust. Yeah, because the way I was doing it was I would just wait until... Because did anybody try attacking her while she was in the air? Because I just gave up on doing that. I don't know if there's like You could eventually a, get her with the flying swallow, but it was very hard. 
And, and I think that was the reason why, because I felt like every time I was trying to do Flying Swallow, it was either like she would just be invincible to it, and I just was like, well, I'm just putting myself closer to being hit by something else. So I'm like, I'm just going to run away and wait till she gets grounded. And I would uh, I would just kind of do the run slash attack, just get my two hits in, and then go back to dodging. Or if she stayed on the ground, I'd try and get like maybe another couple of those attacks in and just keep running back and forth. Yeah, that's the one thing I'll say about Alma 2. Like, every other boss in this game, I know there's at least one attack that they're open after. I never feel like that with Alma. Never. Really? Yeah, like, even those times where I was trying to do the run slash attack, um, sometimes I would get clipped on the way in. Or, like, uh, I'll I'll slash at her, but she'll slash at me at the same time, and we just kind of avoid each other. She's so fast to do something. Like, she can grab you almost instantly, even after a running slash. Which, that's probably, like, the safest move in the game. I See, for me, I... I... I ran into the same issue that you ran into, Greg, where, like you said, it was um, um, using the flying swallow, and, like, she'd block it, then you're just, like, point blank, and you don't want to be point blank on her. Yeah. <laughs> so, I was using a lot. Like, I actually had a bunch of uh, the, uh, nim- uh, the the elixirs that brought back your key so you could do more nimpos, and I was just using a lot of nimpos and arrows. And then when she, like you said, when she got on the ground, then I would start, like, using my sword on her. But, like, it was mostly, like, staying out of range against her. You have any issues with her, Trevor? Well, I think you saw all my issues, but, um... (laughs) Well, sir, you see the evidence. uh, Actually, after I, um... You know, the next day after I cooled down and, and restarted it, I had to fight her again. And I didn't stop until, or I didn't, I didn't finish her off until I could finish without using a talisman. Okay, so, I see you, Dante Jr. I finally did it, Uh-oh. but I knew that time to go back and save, like backtrack to, um, I think it was the ice caverns. And because the true boss, the pill bugs were waiting for him right after. Oh, you talking about the pyramid? Yeah. <laughs> Man, your favorite part. That was when I got busy with those flails. I actually didn't mind the pyramid. Pyramid was cool. Like, um, no, no, I I was, I was being non facetious. You were like, oh, that park's really cool. Yeah, it is cool. And seeing Trevor die instantly in there. Yeah, Trevor was just having like the best moment of my life. I had the wrong weapon equipped. I mean, you had the wrong mindset. You still had the wrong (laughs) weapon equipped. Why are you using flails against those? Because you can attack from all sides. Bro, use the lunar, use your ultimate technique, and they can't touch you. All you gotta do is just keep mashing Flying Swallow. You'll clear out the room eventually. (laughs) (laughs) I use that or I use the the heavy, the the, the bill bill row or whatever. Because that also... Can, can Can we take a second and just talk about like what our weapon game is like at this point? Okay, yeah. Curious what everybody's using. Definitely, because... I think in chapter one, or not chapter one, part one of this, I think I was set on using the Lunar because of, like, my play style. I was like, of the two weapons, I got the sword and the Lunar, and then the nunchucks at the point, it was just kind of like, the Lunar has the most range, and I can attack around me. Um, but by the end of this game, like, the second half, like, um, obviously because I wanted to do a Zuna drop and Flying Swallow, I started using the sword. 
So I was mostly using the sword, and I actually hardly used the lunar at all in the second half. But then there were certain enemies that I would swap weapons for something else. So, like, I would, um... I actually did pick the lunar against those big slow enemies, the the ghouls. And then against the, the, the dinosaurs, the dinosaur fiends, I would choose the, um... And these pill monsters, the cockroach, crocodiles. I would choose the, uh, the Brill hoe, which was the two-handed heavy, like, sword weapon that did a ton of damage. And then I would use, against a later enemy, Ghostfish, that's when I would use the flails. And I was, I was mostly using the kai, Kaitetsu, which is Doku's sword, because of the soul steel, like, it, it stole life. So I would I would use that sword more than I use the um plus you could throw it. So I use that more than I use the, the, the dragon sword or whatever you want to call it, the, the true dragon sword. Of the... You didn't know about the soul steel until Yeah, I didn't late, know until right? you told me. But when okay. I when and I that saw was like that I was like that's 15. tight. Yeah, yeah. So I got to use but I I mean I was still using that weapon because of, you could throw it. So I still like that about it. And then when you told me about the soul steel, I was like, Oh, this weapon is cool. What about you, Trevor? So, like you, for the majority of the first half, I used the Lunar until I learned that the Dragon Sword did more damage, and so I started using that. Um, But then, when I got to enemies, most of the fodder enemies, I ended up using the Flails. And Mm -hmm. I think um, for the those fiends, like the, the dinosaur fiends, I used the heavy sword, and then for all the bosses, I pretty much used the dragon sword. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, what about you, uh, Greg? Uh, so, for the most part, I guess my default weapon, um, for a while I was using the dragon sword, then once you max out the, um, what is it, the Donald... The lava, how do you da, da, da brillo. <laughs> <laughs> da brillo. So so once I maxed that out, I found that to be like probably the, the easiest weapon to use for like just random enemies because it's just like you counter them and it's just like a one hit kill. So it's counter, just kinda, slice in half, counter, yeah. slice in half. So it's just like you just end up doing that for the most part. Um, every now and then, like so like later on, I guess not to get too far ahead. For, like, the fishes, you'd use the, the flails. Um, and then maybe here or there, I might just kind of swap to southern for, just for a little bit of variety. But for the most part, it was just the true dragon sword, the, the dot, whatever that is. <laughs> and the uh, the flails. So, What about you, Dante? So, my playthrough on normal was mostly dragon sword, just because I kind of just wanted to get back into the feel of the game. And I had the unique experience of having, like, speedrunners in my stream. So they taught me a lot of stuff throughout the game. Like, I learned that the Gleaming Blade is pretty much objectively the best attack you can do with the Dragon Sword at all times. So that was something that got implemented into my arsenal. And that one's just the 360 hold Y with the Dragon Sword. And pretty much it just does, like, this... AOE type of thing, but it hits like probably six or seven times as it does its thing. So that was really cool. Going on hard, 
I ended up probably switching to a 50-50 on the Lunar and Dragon Sword for the first half of the game. Like Most of the time I would use the Lunar because I'm honestly at the point where I think it's a better weapon right now. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> I picked up the Kitetsu and I happened to be in the stream and I think I just made like a random off-the-wall mar- off comment or something like, man, I always wanted to use this sword because it looks cool, but it takes your health. And then somebody in the stream's like, no, bro, it doesn't do that in black. And I'm like, what you mean? <laughs> like, So in the original 2004 Ninja Gaiden, the Kitetsu would literally drain your health as you used it. And I guess they expected you to use the drain attack or whatever to get your health back and that was how it was balanced i didn't even know it had that drain attack until i actually like looked at the technique menu but in black they fixed it so it probably doesn't do as much damage or whatever but um it doesn't drain your health if you have it equipped so i'm like okay let me try this out and then like i threw it that first time and instantly fell in love i'm like (laughs) seems like a really amazing weapon and then I looked into the menu, and I see, like, there's three or four moves. It's like, do this, and then after a dead soul bind. And I'm like, what's a dead soul bind? So then I hit XX, Ford X. I do the Doku stab on, like, a random fodder enemy. And then I start mashing X. And then I can just see that jump, 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 jump. <laughs> yeah. And his health is going down, mm-hmm. and my health is going up. And I'm like, oh, my God, I found... The weapon that breaks the game, I guess. So I ended up using that for a large portion of the back half of the game. Along with the Dabalafro and the flails when uh, need be. Exactly. (laughs) And I guess that was another cool thing that the speedrunners taught me. Actually, two cool things that they taught me. One, I had always used the Unlabored Flawlessness, the level 6 wooden sword as my go-to heavy weapon just because I assume like, oh, well, you have to pay like 120 essence or 120,000 essence to get it all the way there. It must be by far the best weapon in the game. And they're like, no, bro, that's barely doing anything against like all these heavy enemies you're using against. You're much better using the Dabalahro and just pretty much using the XXXY combo or whatever. So I learned to use that. And when I was fighting, we haven't quite got there, but the next chapter they have these fiends that can shoot lasers at you and the flails do a lot of stun to enemies so I learned that like if you want to stop the laser you just stun them and then kicks do an incredible amount of damage so they're like XYY with the flails is the best way to take these dudes out so just like all this stuff I'm adding to my ninja guide and arsenal that was really cool And now I have a respect for just about every weapon but the nunchucks. Haters. Haters. (laughs) I don't think any of us use the nunchucks, it seems like. Um, Alright, well, uh, let's... let's, uh, Do you have anything you want to say about the pyramids, Trevor? Like, besides just struggling? I mean, with the pill pill bugs? Yeah, the second time I went through it, it wasn't too bad. Because I started using the flails. I think it was probably, like, my favorite puzzle in the game. I thought it was a little cool section. Uh, but um, chapter, was it 14? That was, um, I think at this point, 
what's going on in the story? So, you've, um, you messed up Ghost Doku's plans, and pretty much, I guess you're just trying to hunt him down at this point. Okay. And I think this is a, <laughs> it's a short chapter, but it's very frustrating, because this is the introduction of the, the Shadow Imp and the Ghost Fish. So the Shadow Imp is very similar to the Wolverine fiends, but they, uh have like a they're like a cyclops they shoot eye lasers so they'll create this like they'll, they'll attack you up close but if you don't focus on them they'll jump away and start shooting this laser with their eye and it just interrupts everything you want to do and so it was very frustrating dealing with them you, you'd fight like one of them plus two of the wolverine fiends at the same time so it, it was i mean we're like 14 chapters in, and this is, like, honestly, it's effective, but it's super frustrating to think about. Like, we played, like, 14 chapters, and this is, like, the first time I could think that you fight, like, more than one type of enemy. And I was just like, man, like, they could have done, I mean, obviously, because they have such a wide variety of enemies, it may not have... Wait, what? What? Greg. Like... There's plenty of times where you fought, like, mixes of enemies. Is there? Yeah. Is there? Yeah. When? Most of the freaking game. I, I don't I don't know if you're understanding what I'm saying. I only, I'm saying in a single encounter. I only remember, like, this. No, I'm saying, like, a variety of enemies, like, two different types of enemies I, at once. The only time I can think about it is when you fight a brown and a purple wolverine fiend. I remember like the soldiers cuz you would have one you'd have two with different weapons. But they're both soldiers. It's like it's like the ghouls too. Like you fight the the ranged ghouls plus the battle axe and the but they're they're all the same enemy type. Like these were like the monks in the monastery and the imps. Like, the imps get paired up. Okay, yeah, the monks and the imps, I did forget about that. But, like, I, like I'm for real. Like, I don't I don't think it happens that often. Maybe. It, my memory might be tainted because of hard, and they do like to mix up the enemies a lot on hard. But, Cause, like, I don't the, know. The, I mean, I guess this is the most recent. Maybe that's just, like... Uh, what do you call it? recency bias or something but this was one of the few times where it was like oh the way I have to approach combat is a little bit differently just because like they have different attack patterns because like even in the case of the um, the, the, the Wolverine the brown Wolverine fiends versus the purple imps like they have the same exact attacks they just different color palettes so it was just kind of like oh well they, I can deal with them the same exact way and now that I think about it, the, in the monastery, uh, I think that was really the only other chapter where it was like that. If you're not including bosses, where like the horse. The more that you talk about it, the more I'm I'm thinking normal is like that. Okay, okay. Well, um, so that was just really cool, and it made me think like, dang, I wish it popped up more. But I guess I need to play the real version of the game and play hard mode. It's not happening, so I guess I know that that is actually a thing. Um, but that was kind of tricky. And then, um, the main thing that this game, and I, I was thinking that it was going to pop up in the water world because 
I had no context for this, but I remember when I was posting on Facebook about this game and playing it and just doing all my updates and uh, talking with people, and people were like, wait till you get to the ghost fish. And I'm like, what are you guys talking about? I already passed the water level, no ghost fish, and I'm thinking it's on hard mode. Well, this chapter, you fight the freaking ghost fish in the labyrinth, and those things suck. And um, this is actually when I first used the, the flails for the first time, besides when you first get them. But, um, yeah, those ghost fish, they're, they're punks. They're like these piranhas that just kind of, they float in the environment. And then once you get, like, within a certain range, they kind of just swarm you. And if one bites on you, you have to mash X to, like, get them off while you're slowly getting your blood sucked and losing life. And, like, you can get, like, two to three on you at a time. And or like you shake one off and immediately get grabbed by another one, shake it off, immediately get grabbed by another one. These things are a pain to deal with. And uh, <laughs> I, so I didn't I didn't know that mashing actually did anything. I just instinctively did it just out of habit. Like, wow. I was just of like, course you did. Of course you <laughs> I'm, did. I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm just thinking of like other games. I'm like, all right. So if you get an enemy on you, just think, oh, let me just mash just to see if this does anything. But yeah, I didn't. I didn't really know that it was doing anything. It just kind of was like, all right, I'm just going to do this. So yeah, treat definitely. you like a smart person, and it's like, oh, you should you should kind of know that you need to do something. If you play these Let types me not of games, put this button on screen. If you play these types of games, because like you could also like shake the stick too. Uh huh. That's true. I mean, uh huh. Yeah. 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 That's what uh-huh. I was trying at first. That's why I asked y'all in the chat, like, what don't you attack in this game, though? What don't you attack in this game? Yeah. X and Y are the solutions to just about everything. Nah, you guys were telling me L and A were the solutions. Just roll and jump. Just roll and jump. <laughs> Flying swallow. <laughs> Flying <Yeah>, swallow. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, like I, I was, yeah, I, I got bodied by these guys. Uh, how about you, Trevor? Like when you first ran into the ghost fish, how did you feel? Well, that was when I learned about... Um... Uh, what's it called? The Nimpo that surrounds you with the flame? The lightning one? Yeah. In Yasha? No, no, not that one. The fire one. Oh, the the sheet? The, the, the fire scroll. Yeah, the fire wheel. wheel. You can basically just oh, run through you. all of them. I didn't even think about I only used that like one time. I didn't even think about that. And I think I pretty much used that Nimpo on everything after that. And that's kind of how I cheese my way through a lot of the enemy encounters, you know, even bosses. Because that Nimpo is just like... It's pretty good. I didn't even think about like, that. That I don't, a really good I don't even think you can upgrade it. I think I tried to use a jewel on it, but it didn't have any upgrade slots. Yeah, you, you couldn't does. upgrade it. You could not upgrade it. Um, how about you guys? Like, Ghostfish pretty simple now for you guys? Yeah, it's not that bad. I mean, it's just like it's like I said, I use the flails, and if I got kind of overwhelmed, I'd uh, activate the fire wheel Nimpo and just kind of run in a direction and try and get as many of them as I could. You see, if you jump the buffer, the input. Yeah, once Dante told me that, it was like, here's the hack. It was like learning how to flying swallow for the first time. Yeah, and they're like the absolute best way to get essence. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous how much you can get off of the yeah. ghost fish. All right. Well, um, 
I mean, other than that, like, it's just like a labyrinth where you have to, like, just get further and further in. You're dealing with a bunch of these ghost fish, getting to this key to open this door. You open the door, and you're in the same... I think you're in the same spot that you fought Alma in, but I could be mistaken. It's just it's just a big open pit. But you, you end up fighting Ghost Doku. And I know for me, much like regular Doku, this dude dodged and... Or not dodged. He blocked everything. So this was another one of the bosses that took me, like, at least ten tries. Uh... I don't know what it is about Doku, but, like, that dude was way harder for me than Alma, or just about any of the other bosses. Um, I just, that dude, I don't know. Um, I kept getting hit by, is this the one, he shoots the, no, I'm thinking of a different boss, but yeah, I, I was just getting bodied by him. Uh, how about you, Trevor? So when you mentioned it earlier, like when you first fight Doku, that he used the sword and stabs you and steals your health, mm-hmm. he never did that to me in his first form. But Must be nice. he basically spammed it on this encounter. Like, like I was... Just kept sucking you off? <laughs> like, <laughs> this isn't even my I final was, form? This isn't my final suck? I was really about to rage quit on this one. Just because, like, the first time he stole all my health and killed me, uh, I almost rage quit. But then I realized I only had, um, what, a few hours left to finish this game because we were gonna play, we were gonna record yesterday. And I was like, nah, I gotta get through this part. I'm glad you stuck it through, man. What about you guys? How do you guys feel about Ghost Doku? Um, so. I remember him being one of the easiest bosses in the game, to be honest. Like, that was just my memory of it. And pretty much on normal, that was the case. The drag, Like, the true Dragon Sword does a ridiculous amount of damage to him, so it's not nearly, like, as drawn out as the fight as the previous version. But on hard, they make his little, like, fiend, a company sidekick thing, the Ghost Fish. So you're constantly fighting those things off as you're trying to deal damage to that dude and that is not fun and that probably took me about 10 ties 10 tries to actually beat it i'm surprised i'm surprised what about you greg um i didn't think it was that hard um at this point in the game i'm just kind of like scumming it out with nimpo whenever i do run into um like a difficult issue so um, but fly, just using fly and swallow a bunch. Uh, and so I don't know if this is like, this might just be something weird that was going on with me or I don't know if this is the case or not, but I would use like fire wheel. And I felt like normally when you try and swing on the bosses, a lot of the attacks just, you know, if you just randomly try and swing on them, they get blocked. But if you have fire wheel activated, even though they're taking a little bit of damage from it, they're less likely to block your attacks while you're doing that, or at least I noticed that. I don't know if that's actually the case, but just kind of anecdotally, that's what seemed like it was happening. So, um, that's how I got a chunk of damage in on them. And, and then I would back off, heal up and then try and go back in again and, and do the same thing. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, this is, a a really frustrating fight for me. <laughs> 
Uh, it seems like everyone... What attack was he getting you with? I, the grab? <laughs> like... I, the, the slow, like, I'm going to throw my arm at you grab? I, like, I was getting hit by... Because you could just mash yeah, out Yeah, I didn't grab. even know you could escape that grab until, like, my third or fourth try. Yeah, yeah, I didn't either. And then it was really just like that. The uh, I, I tried to um, dodge his... I don't even know what you call it when he does the multiple swipes at a time. And I always dodged that last one the wrong way or something. Like, it was just, yeah. And he was blocking all my nimpos as well, which at this point, like, it was one of my strategies to just, like, blow my... Not blow, but use my nimpos to get, like, extra damage for free. And he was just blocking them, and that was making me more frustrated. So I was, like, trying to go harder in the pain at him, but it wasn't really working. The super cheap way to beat him is just, like... You get a distance from him, he'll shrug his shoulders and start charging you. And if you just, like, charge your ultimate technique, he'll just run into it. Oh. Uh, yeah, I never use my ultimate, so... Um, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, chapter 15, the core. And this is you finally getting to the palace, and you basically enter it and have to fight... Ta- uh, I guess, waves of enemies. And I remember Dante specifically saying, he was, to me and Trevor, like, you guys need to go to the store and get all your healing things because this would be the last, you know, it'll be the closest you'll be to the shop. Um, so, having to do all that, get into the tower, and you fight three, is it three or four floors of enemies? There's a bottom floor, sec. I think yeah, there's four. four. Four floors, because you put a trophy on each floor, and they're like get progressively hard, but they're relatively simple. So I think like, the first floor is just the imps. I think the second floor is imps plus the pill bugs. I think the third floor is uh, a mix of enemies. I think that yeah, the third floor is the pill bugs plus the fiends, and I think the fourth floor is the laser guys and the imps. Or I don't remember. Uh, yeah, this was a mix of enemies, you're right, I didn't think about this section. But um, in between, on the way up, they did you dirty, and they threw, like, stairways of freaking ghost fish, which sucked. Yeah. <laughs> because you couldn't change, the, you couldn't rotate the camera to see up the, the stairs, so it was like a spiral staircase that wrapped around this tower, but you couldn't turn the camera in a way that you could see. So you're just like kind of running up the stairs blind and just get grabbed by ghostfish. It was pretty awesome design, by the way. Like ten out of ten. Greg, was this not a healing <laughs> opportunity for you? Oh yeah, I mean, at this it point, was like I'm a super healing. Get... Like I was so thankful. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not saying that I was bad, but it's just like, dang, like this is just another example of the camera just being the camera. You feel me, Trevor? You feel me? I do. I didn't enjoy it at all because I would leave out of that door and immediately have to change weapons. Yep. And then, Pause it. And then when I unpause, <laughs> I always have the bad luck of getting hit by something as soon as I unpause. Yeah. Yep. 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 And did y'all know the, um, like, if you get enough of those, like, ghost fish on you, they can knock you down? Oh, yeah. 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 No. I, I knew, knew that. that. I knew that. I was just wondering if y'all had as many on y'all as I did. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. sometimes. Um, but you get to the top of the tower, and then you end up 
before we go to the top, just out of curiosity, on the fourth floor, yes, yes, I did. The shadow imps get a yes, new ability. It happened to me. Okay, so it did happen to you. It must not have happened to Marcus. What is it? Did it happen ability? to you, Greg? I don't even remember that. I'll let Trevor. It was explain. too easy, you know. There's nothing. So the shadow imps get a command grab, and when they grab you, they drag you down to hell. <laughs> They literally drag you to like the floor below it, and you have to redo all of the fight. Wow. That's funny. Wait, the the, I the, forgot the about smaller it and then it happens or the the big one, the big crab one, the big ones. Oh yeah. Well, yep. Whenever I saw those dudes, I just used Nimpo. I was like, I'm gonna get it back on the fish. So okay, um, you get to the top of the tower, and then you fight. Like you end up teleporting to like the fiend realm. And you fight, like, a bunch of waves of enemies. So you fight, like, first you fight the, the Wolverine Fiends again, the Purple Imp guys. Then you fight the Hydracubus. 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 Which is, like, the big eyeball monster with the tentacles. Tentacles. And, um... Uh... It's super easy once you learn how to flying swallow. Uh, what kind of idiot would play this that boss without the flying swallow, you know? And then, um, uh, uh more Wolverine. The feeds. Yeti dude. And then you fight the Yeti dude, which he's just as easy this time. Um, and then you finally fight the Imp Master, I think, Marbus or whatever. He has a really cool name. It's really close to an awesome name. Um, and he... It's like this flying devilish looking character, and um, he has uh, a dive bomb. He shoots fireballs. He creates new um, fiends for you to fight. He actually, I think I might have watched you play this too, Trevor. What did you think about this fight against Marbus? This one was fun. I like this fight. The only thing I didn't like was the lead up to him. Because at first I thought he was going to throw every single boss that you've encountered thus far at you. But it was only two of them, so that was a, a pleasant surprise. Two of the scrub bosses. Because when I, when I saw like he was throwing old bosses at you again, I almost turned the game off. I was like, there, there's no <laughs> way I'm replaying all these bosses. <laughs> I saw that message and I'm like, yeah, he he must be there at this point. And hopefully, I was hoping that you wouldn't like die to one of the two first bosses because I'm like, if he dies here, he's just gonna assume and that's gonna be it. <laughs> the um, what about you? What about you, Trevor? I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Greg. How do you feel about Marvus? Uh, I thought it was one of the easier boss fights at this point, like compared to. <laughs> Compared to, like, what you had to deal with earlier with, like, Alma and, like, yeah, I think it wasn't that bad. Alright, and you, Dante? So, on normal, he wasn't bad at all. Like, you go through the waves and, like, first is just against fiends and you fight the boss. Then it's fiends with him throwing fireballs at you. Then it's another boss. Then it's him. On hard... He starts to summon these cat demons, which are really annoying to deal with. And 
I really considered, like, using a couple talismans and stuff. What? Who are you? But I think he, I think he, um, he got, he robbed me of one talisman. Okay. But aside from that, it was good. <laughs> you didn't give it up free for free though. He had, to, he had to work for it. Yeah, yeah, no, he wasn't having it. He's like, man, I'm the devil. You're gonna make a deal with me. Yeah. Um, the uh, I I had, I didn't die on him, but he was tough for me. So shout outs to you guys. Um, the um, I kept getting hit by the purple beams that he shot at you. I remember watching Trevor, and Trevor was getting hit by it too. Um. And then I kept getting hit by this dive bomb command grab. Uh, I think it was a command grab. Bro, that's the slowest one in the game. Man, when I—that's nothing after almost dive kick. When I tell you that I was, I was finding him super close, so I didn't really have as much time to react. And also, mm. I mean, I, it may be chapter five, but that camera, you know, that camera. So. Uh, I got hit by it a couple times, so I'm not going to lie. Um, and then after that, then you could time to save it. And then you fight. And this walkthrough, I don't know. It's called Ultimate Alma. I don't know what the... IGN is wrong. IGN okay. is... If you go to the Alma fight, they just call her NC-17 Queen, which I found hilarious. <laughs> but Gotcha. Yeah, all their boss names are just incorrect okay well you fight this huge huge gigantic character and you're fighting them on a floating platform that you can control it is like the weirdest boss fight in this game and i actually this was one of those instances too i was talking about earlier where i fought the boss once died immediately had no idea what i was doing and i was just like you know what i'm just gonna i I laughed to myself I wasn't mad, but I was just like, I just don't feel like dealing with this game right now. And I just well, I just turned it off and hopped on my computer. Cause I, was like, I just don't want to deal with this right now. Um, but uh, it, ultimately, the boss isn't that difficult. You just, like, they have, she has, like, or it has weak points on his chest and arms. And you literally just go up to his chest and arms and just mash X or whatever, combo it till it dies. Um, and it shoots these beams out of its sides and whatever, and you can just ninpo to shoot through it. So it was a really, like, straightforward fight for me. So this was, like, the quote-unquote easiest fight for me in this game. And it was weird, though, just, like, how this boss was set up. Um, is this boss weird? Or was this the easiest boss for you? I guess the Hydracubus is easy, too. But this is up there with that as one of the easier boss fights. Uh, What do you think, Trevor? Yeah, it was easy. um, But I just couldn't figure out where I was supposed to attack. What? Man, Dante, please don't. Like, (laughs) because... Bro, glowy glowy stuff all around the... This is why we can't have nice things, Greg. I, I started attacking the arms, okay? And, you know, the arms, he does the, um, you know, the, the shoulder shutter like he's cold. And then, like, after that, I kept attacking the arms and nothing. And that's why oh, I sent that yeah. message. I was like, uh, what exactly am I supposed to be hitting? And then I moved around to the back. Because you can't, like, I don't know if it's just because of the camera angle. 
but you can't tell how close you are to the um to like the torso. And I guess so. Yeah, I I kind of had that you can't same really issue, control. I just, yeah. I just kind of kept holding forward in the direction I needed. So like if you know you get you see the area you need to hit, and you just kind of keep holding forward and and pressing attack until you hit them. I mean, that's kind of what I ended up doing. But yeah, I figured it out eventually, and the dragon sword does a lot of damage to them, so it, you know, it wasn't a huge, um, um, or there wasn't a lot of difficulty to it. What about you, uh, Trevor? I mean, I keep doing this. What about you, Greg? Um, yeah, this is probably one of the easier fights. Like I, and it's a, and like to the later half of the game. I just kind of brute forced everything. Like I wasn't really trying to um, use a lot of technique to it. I was just kind of like, all right, well, I'm just going to go in, you know, and I'll take a lot of damage potentially, but I have plenty of healing items anyway. So this isn't going to be a big deal. And I had, um, I think at this point, whatever the, uh, the items that uh, give you your Nempo back, I had like, at least four or five of those. And so I think it's four. I think that's the max you get. Um, but anyway, so I would, uh, give like, give some damage to the boss. And then, um, whenever I saw the lasers come up, rather than trying to dodge them, I would just start using Nimpo so I could just avoid having to dodge them all together and just, you know, uh, try and get some more damage on them that way. And Dante, I'm assuming no, no thing for you. Actually, I found her to be one of the harder bosses, just because blocking is literally useless here. And also, I don't think the controls are good, so... Um, yeah, it's very hard to have a clean run of this boss, aside from abusing Nimpo. That's what I'm about. Which, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, once you do that, it's fine. The second form, however, was fairly straightforward, I felt. Gotcha, gotcha. And last but not least... Wait, were we talking about that fight in totality? Because I just... Did we talk about the second part? The Devil Fiend? With the skulls? Yeah. With the skulls and everything. Yeah, I was was getting there. When you said last (laughs) but not least, I assumed. Oh, okay, my fault, my fault. Sorry, my, my bad, my bad. Yeah, so the second part that Dante was talking about is you fight like a weird... Uh, what happens? It like falls into the lava, then kind of crawls out, deformed, right? It's a skull monster. I thought it's the same thing, though, ain't it? It's like a, a spider I with mean, a bunch of skulls on its back, like stacked up. It's definitely the same like entity or whatever, but it it looks completely yeah, different. yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is just like what I just shot a bunch of arrows and impos at it. This was another like pretty simple boss for me. Like I, you you dodge, it shoots flaming skulls at you, and you just gotta roll, dodge them, or you can um, shoot them with arrows or whatever to bust them up. But you pretty much like just shoot a bunch of the skulls on its back, and they kind of deplete, and then they regrow, and then you just attack them again, and it's just slowly crawling around, just shooting skulls at you from its head. Like, I, I didn't see any of its other attacks. Like, I'm looking at this thing now, and the only the only uh, 
attack I saw was the skull ones. It didn't do the chomp or the pounce on me. It never shot the big skull at you? No, it shot the... Oh, wait. It's just one skull? So, like, he'll throw all the small skulls at you and eventually, like, the big head honcho skull... Okay, I did see that. I thought thought it dashed at you or something. Yeah, okay. I saw that once, but it was pretty much it did the skull... Like, shoot all the tiny skulls, shoot the big skull, shoot all the tiny skulls, and then I killed it. Did he ever land on, like, solid ground? No. What? I never saw I thought that's what he does for the last phase is he jumps on the... I, I never saw it, or at least I don't remember. Like, I, I took it up from range. Like, I had Nimpos and Arrows. Master Ninja over here. It's like the it's like the hurricane, or like the helicopter, but just me instead. Like, I got a... Man, I don't know about you guys, but, man, I got a uh, Master Ninja over here. Ask me anything about this game, I got it. Master Ninja. Speaking of which... He's on my rank... Put some respect on my name. Somehow I got Master Ninja on that level too. Too easy, right? Too easy. All my training. I've I've learned. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea how I got Master Ninja, but I got Master Ninja. Okay. What about what about you guys? I mean another super easy fight. You guys got anything you guys even need to say about it? I got cheated one time when I fought it. What happened? I freaking used Nimpo. And that skull goes so slow that on his way, like, he goes through me. Like, he tried to bite me the first time. It didn't work. I shoot my Nimpo, damage him. But on his way back, he grabs me and causes me to use a Talisman of Rebirth. And I really thought long and hard about resetting the game right then and there. But I'm like, you know what? There's only one more chapter. I'm not going to let this phase me. So, yeah. I'm still salty about that. <laughs> that happened literally three weeks ago. What about you, Greg? Easy fight? Yeah, it wasn't too bad. Got anything you need to add about it? Uh, honestly, no. Trevor? Uh, just the um, the skull thing. Mm-hmm. I saw, you know, some different attacks than you did, but... Attack. There wasn't really too much that did a lot of damage. Uh, I think the... Actually, no, when it grabs you with its big skull, that attack does a lot of damage. I think it is like half your yeah. life from what I read. But um, but before I even started this, I stocked up like I was prepared. I didn't know what was going to be up these stairs on this stairway to heaven. So wait... You went to Morimasa, went up the tower, fought Marbus, went back to town, then fought again. Yeah, but actually, the only reason I did that was because I used all of my um, my small elixirs. I still had four of the big elixirs and two talismans. Oh, that's not too bad. That I didn't use, but I used all of my small elixirs. That was the only reason why I went back, because I didn't know how many I was going to need. And I still had... I still had money left, too, so I was trying to blow it before I got to the the final level. And apparently still had enough time to make Nastra Ninja, so... Yeah, that's that's what surprised me. That's how we do it. That's how we do it. Um, Is that it for this chapter? Are we on the last chapter? We're almost done talking about this game? Damn. Alright, so chapter 16. 
the final chapter, The Dark Dragon Blade. This is where you fight the big bad boss. Um, in the volcano still. Um, oh crap, I clicked on the wrong page. Um, <laughs> you start off with like a platforming segment, and I finally felt what Trevor felt, because I died. It's simple platforming. I died five times falling into the lava. What? I died five times falling into the lava. That's more deaths <laughs> than there are jumps. Yeah. <laughs> I just... The, man, I... <laughs> How? There's, like, bad perspectives with the camera. <laughs> you know whoa, what? Whoa, whoa, Nah, man, I'm, nah. You, we can't just keep saying camera. I'm not going to let camera. you ridicule this, man. There are spots in there where you can't even see what you're jumping to. Yep. Yep. And then the and right then it's just like stick. you fall into the lava, then you have to run to another thing. It just takes for it took me forever to find the platform whenever I fell. So, yeah. Did you die at this part Trevor? Oh yeah, man. I did a couple of leap, leaps of faith. Right? <laughs> right into the lava and it's like there's uh-huh. there's no way to get back up. Like why yep. would you even create a um a situation where you basically just have to sit there in the lava until you die or, or reset. No, there is a platform. There oh, is there a platform is? that you can jump on. Yeah, but it just takes forever to find oh, it. I didn't even try to find it. I just did a reset. And you know he was jumping nope. the entire time. Nope. So as soon as I fell all the way fast. down, I just hit reset. Yeah, so I died five times doing that, so it sucked. Um, I do think there is one bad jump in there, and like, there's one where you're on a higher ledge and you have to jump to a lower ledge. And you have to use the right thumbstick to actually like figure out where you're supposed to land. But aside from that, everything's pretty much what you've been doing the entire game. Well, still sucks. Uh, <laughs> um, the uh, but uh, once you get there, you get to the, the the platform. You get brought up by uh, Rachel, and then you end up fighting the hidden emperor who. Turns out is Mirai, which is what your uncle, the, the the boss you fight in the very first chapter. He was the one behind yes, all. And you this. also pull out the dark dragon blade from down there. Oh yeah, how could I have forgotten? Uh, the dark dragon blade, and you fight Mirai, and he's just the ninja. He has throwing stars. He has a charge combo grab. He can teleport. He can call a snake to attack you. He has all types of ridiculous attacks. Uh, but ultimately, like, I don't... Uh, he doesn't seem that difficult. Like, uh... The teleport thing was a little bit tricky. Just, uh... Not that I got hit, but just, like, trying to get away from it. I mostly got hit by the, um... The ninja stars, I think. And his charge. But when I figured out you could char- uh, do your flying swallow when he did his charge, then it was uh, it was a lot easier to deal with. Um, I don't get me wrong, I did get hit, but um, I had enough healing items and nimpo recovery things that it was just like a war of attrition, and I was able to kill him. So, what about you, Trevor? How do you feel about this final boss? I don't even remember this boss. It's too easy. I, I turned on the um. <laughs> the fire wheels and I basically had that going the yeah. entire fight and just went to town on him. I didn't care if he hit me 
every time he hit me and, and I got maybe less than half of my health, I just popped a couple of elixirs and went back to work. What about uh what about you guys? Easy? Yeah, I mean that's I mean that's pretty much how I played it like like Trevor did, just kinda activated fire will. Um uh, so I would try and do whatever damage I could with flying swallow, dodge for a little bit, activate fire will, go back in, heal up, go back in and uh, just kinda finish it like that. Dante. Easy. He did more damage to me than most of like my final runs on bosses, but I also only fought him once because I was like, well, this is the final boss. I don't care if I use all my stuff. So, from what I can tell, he was probably an easy boss, but he still did cost me more potions than most other things in this game. Mm-hmm. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Is it a yeah, worthy the second final boss, do you guys think? Like, if, if you could replace any fight... Would you? I'm guessing for you, Dante. Like, if you were to say, okay, the the last boss fight should be the most difficult, would it have been the Alma fight for you? I'd say Alma is the most like Alma two is definitely my most difficult boss, and I think most people would say that's probably the hardest one. I was fine with Mirai being who he was. I was like, well, the game's already challenging enough. I don't mind if they throw you a softball at the end. It just seems like the last couple of bosses were pretty easy, though. Like Marbus and then the two forms of the Vigor Emperor. See, the thing about Marbus, though, is if you die during that fight, I don't think you'd have that much patience for it. So I think they had to make him a little easier just because there's literally like 10 minutes of lead up until you get to the actual fight with him. Mm -hmm. So I think they were also kind of throwing a softball there. It's like, well, they fought these two sub-bosses. So, let's make him pretty doable. And also, not everybody knows to go back to town right before they go to that tower. Gotcha, gotcha. What about, I mean, do you feel the same way, Greg? Um, You mean about the last few fights being I mean, not, pretty, not necessarily uh... with me, just like, do you feel like, are you okay with the last boss being, a, not a pushover, but a, easier? Uh, he's not a pushover. He, yeah, he's not a pushover, but he like like you guys were saying, he's probably one of the easier fights. Um, I don't know, and I, and I don't really know how they could balance it at that point because I guess at, at at this point in the game, I mean, you should still probably have a decent amount of healing items and stuff. Like you, you most of your stuff's leveled up, so it just kind of depends on. I guess how how prepared you are for it, and then I guess at that point, if you've made it this far into the game, I mean, shouldn't be too crazy. But yeah, I mean, it it would have been nice if it was a little bit more challenging. But I kind of respect the decision to be like, uh, we're not gonna like overwhelm you at this point. Like you got this far, you know. That's crazy to hear you guys say that. Where it's like it's the design decision to make it difficult and like obfuscate or you know like just make this parts more difficult. But then you're like. They've thrown enough at you. Let's make it easy at the end. It's just really weird to hear you guys say that. They'd have to do so much in like to make it unfair. They'd have to literally do a lot of really nasty stuff to make it feel like, oh, I'm down to my last potion or whatever. What if like something really simple, to... and not necessarily simple, but like maybe fighting like the, the, the final boss has like twice as much health or something like that. I don't know. 
or like uh, different forms of the same boss like because you fight two versions of alma in this game two versions of doku what if you fought like i mean this is your second time fighting mirai just back to back no well yeah like you okay like you know you you weaken him he laughs throws something to the side and now he's stronger you know whatever like not necessarily like i'm not trying to play developer or whatever but just like yeah i mean i mean yeah there are definitely versions where they could have like made like a berserker mirai or something like that where i don't know his defense goes up or his offense goes up or something does that boss ca- boss encounter change at all on the higher difficulties or you know i think he's the one boss on hard that doesn't have anybody accompanying him if i recall everybody else has like fiends or whatever gotcha but I'm pretty sure that one stayed pretty much the same. Gotcha. Is it like the same type of fiend, or do the fiends get harder as you get further in the game? Like, like the, the not harder, but like yeah, the so the more fiends are different forms. for every boss. Okay. Like okay. against Mirai, you have the white ninja. Okay. Against the horsemen, you have the mages, which is also so they like level up as you yeah. go. Yeah, like Durku has samurai. And pretty much, yeah, you're fighting harder and harder fiends. And one of the small things I just want to mention real quickly, quickly was during the Marbus fight, you fight this one enemy called the Berserker, which I don't really know how to describe them. They're like a white version of the Clawed Imps. And their little gimmick is they can like pretty much slide command grab you. And that is super frustrating. So I thought that was kind of cool that they introduced a new enemy as late as Chapter 15, potentially. Cool, cool. Yeah. Um, but no no additional gimmicks for Mirai, even on hard. Okay. Um, are you okay with it, Trevor? Um, I think so, because at this point, at this point in the game, I guess they knew, um, since this is the final boss, people were going to use, like, everything in their arsenal to take them down and so i think it it really didn't matter how difficult they made him if that makes any sense people were gonna finish it no matter what yeah i mean people were just gonna use whatever they had left over all their talismans all their elixirs gotcha gotcha well we finished this game um I don't ask me anything about the story of this game. I, don't, I have no idea. This is the one game where it was just like, I'm focusing all my in, in, like input on getting passed through this game that I just put all the story beats to the side. So, Story-wise, essentially the good? end of the game... Wait, we got, we got to at least say the ending, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying... Oh, yeah, we, okay, well, we missed one story beat before um, the final boss battle. The yeah. game over. Fill us so in. basically, um, when wh- what was he called before he unmasked himself? Like uh, the was it Dark Disciple or no? Goku's the Dark Disciple. He's he's the Vigorian Empire, yeah, the Hidden Emperor. Like before I he guess. does that, he um, he he takes the the Dark Dragon Sword, and he basically tells Gamoff, um what does he say? You've done a good job or something like that. And, oh, yeah. and Gamoff... You've done yeah, well, Gamoff. And Gamoff immediately notices that's like a, a farewell and not necessarily just a pat on the back. 
and he's like, what are you, what are you talking about? And he looks around, and next thing you know, his head's rolling. His body disintegrates into blood, and there's just a coat there. It'd be like that, man. But, D- Dante, you, you were <laughs> saying something about Gamoff, like, as far as... Because um, he was in other games, right? So, he... Gamov really was a mysterious person to me. Like, every time I play through this game, I'm like, man. Who is this Riddler? He's in like five or six cutscenes. Huh? He said, Who is this Riddler fool? Yeah, he's just like this dude in the background. And then you're like, what's his purpose? And you don't even really know. He kind of just exists to be killed at the end of the game for the most part. Apparently, in Ninja Gaiden Sigma, I believe, he's a boss fight. I think I read that at some point. So, um, I can't check that right now. But I'm pretty sure they made him into a boss fight because Gamoff is pretty much like the Waluigi of the Ninja Gaiden universe and people just love to hate on him and they gave him a moment to shine on the PS3. Rip Xbox users. Um, but overall, like, just going back a little bit story-wise. Oh, and the end of the game, pretty much you kill Mirai and... Pretty much you return back to the village, put the um, dragon jewel back on your friend's grave, and you turn into a falcon and fly away. And then credits roll. Fitting. So he learned that at the very end of the game. He couldn't do it before, right? (laughs) There's a lot of... I don't really actually know the end of the game super, super well. I can't remember if Ryu's supposed to be dead dead or... If like, he got revived and he's... So, but basically what we're saying is this story is nonsensical. It's just all over the place. Is that what we're saying? Do you think... That is not... Huh? Are you... That's definitely not... It's pretty straightforward. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> There's not that much that happened. Like, literally yeah. your entire thing is, hey, I need to get revenge on this dude. Let me get revenge. But I mean, just the way the setting is, and just like how ridiculous and like fantastical the setting is, and like, like I I mean, it's a video game. If you want to say the design is incohesive, but the story is actually like pretty, just it's almost enslaved. Does anybody know the point of Rachel to power up Alma? Okay, eye candy. Outside of that, eye candy. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I mean, that's literally it. Like. Alma is a greater fiend. Um, her sister has the same bloodline or whatever. Doku steals her to power up Alma. And that's why you end up fighting Awakened Alma. Alma rising. You got anything story-wise, Greg? Like, how do you feel about it? I have nothing. I have nothing. I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat. Okay. Uh, I couldn't even tell you what really happened. Other than, like, just kind of the the baseline of it um but yeah no nah, i mean i don't i don't i don't think we're here for that at all okay so. just just wondering, that's a problem. just wondering because i was like i know dante is like i'm, I'm not per- i'm not picking at him because i'm not picking at him like like that like a bully i'm just i know he really likes the game and i didn't know if he could provide any further insight and or any additional uh i'm not saying it's like a deep and compelling yeah, yeah, I story that. i'm just I saying like that. It's pretty, like, cohesive as long as you just... Pay attention. I mean, I viewed them, but it it is just, like... 
I'm telling you, like, there was a lot of deep breathing, probably, during a lot of those cutscenes for me. Just like, okay, I got through it. Okay, drink some water. I'm not holding it against anybody for not paying attention to it. Because I'm like, nobody's here for that. For I mean, real. like, in like my only other game that I could think of that are like this that I've played is what Ninja Ga- or Metal Gear and Bayonetta. And don't ask me anything that happens in those stories because they're both non like ridiculous over the Some top. people will say Metal Gear is the greatest story of all time. Well, they would probably be right. So do the well, do the Ninja yeah. Diaries add anything to the story at all? Like I collected them, but I didn't read them. I re- I thought those were pretty good. I read some of them, but it was just kind of. It seemed like it was like background information, or like it was like not even background, but just like world building, right? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much like an audio log without the audio. Yeah. yeah. Which I guess would mean it's a diary, <laughs> paper log. Visual log. All right. Do do we have any other? There's um. Sorry, there was one really good one though. So the Black Spider Ninjas, like kind of the main antagonistic ninja clan, were also after the Dark Dragon Blade. I'm pretty sure that's the one they were after. And I think it's the dude that you um. It's on chapter 15 when you're heading down those giant set of steps. There's a ninja there, and if you read his log, he's like, man, our leader sent us to do all of this, but the only reason was um, apparently the Dark Dragon Blade has some type of some type of marrow or something that's supposed to make tea really good, and he's like a tea connoisseur. So that was literally why he sent the Black Spider Ninjas to get the Dark Dragon Blade in the first place. He's thirsty. Yet thirsty, <laughs> so there's some pretty good stuff in there if you just read through those diaries. I gotcha. I like I read some of them, but it was like I don't know if I need to read this or whatever, and I kind of didn't care. Also, I just wanted to get through it, so I definitely was not in the right mindset to play this. I felt like I played this game like out of duty slash obligation. I tried to go in with an open mind, but it was. I don't think I was fully successful doing it. But I did complete it, gave it a fair shake. I think this game is uh, uh, it is not for me. I think it is a good game. I'm not going to argue it's a good game or whatever. It is my... Trevor, you want to yeah. step in? <laughs> he's, he's letting you down pretty bad right now. This... Like like I said, I still feel the same way as the first episode. I like a lot more than I dislike in this game. Like, the parts that I would have loved in this game, um, like the platforming, I think a ninja platforming game would be amazing. Probably the reason why I like Assassin's Creed. but um, A game built around that, though, not just featuring it. Well, I mean, the combat's really good in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, like the animation and everything is is spot on, but I think that if it kind of added that to it, like where you had a chance to use your platforming, because you know it, it, there are spots where they intentionally added platforming to kind of show off that you are a ninja 
and you have yeah you know you have ninja agility and all that like that time trial sequence <laughs> yeah but it doesn't because of the camera angle and other technical difficulties or technical um limitations lim- yeah, probably you know they can't fully um address that well i i, I don't want to say limitations cuz like they were probably fine when it came out but the industry and the way they do things now has evolved so going back it's kind of just like it's kind of rough it's not necessarily it was probably okay in the moment but playing it now it's like uh this could be better you know i still think this game has better mobility than just about any game on the market i that's not what we're 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 not arguing like the the game isn't fluid or smooth we're saying that the camera is uh, a. I don't think that's really the case. That like, if you go to any hold, other hold action on. game, and you ask me to do these very technical jumps, I feel like Ninja Gaiden does it better than most of them. Technical jumps, like to land on a platform. Yes. I don't think that's what this game is like. I'm not saying it does it. Okay. You can do it in this game, but that's not, like, the main aspect of this game. So, like, I don't think that the game was built... Like, you can do it, and it's, like, something that they try to showcase, but I don't think the game is built to do that. So I think it's handled sloppily in this game. Not in a, like... Uh, it's it's competent, and it was probably amazing in the moment, but I feel like now it's, like, we do things this way, so going back it's kind of like this is kind of rough i fundamentally disagree no i i agree with that because like if they they have to put put that kind of gameplay in there simply because you are a ninja like if they didn't you would kind of be like okay all you do is is just fight you don't necessarily have any ninja agility or anything like that but then at the same time a game completely surrounding you traversing stuff it would just be Assassin's Creed. Well, that was pre-Assassin's Creed. See, but Creed. Assassin's Creed is so simplistic with its platforming and stuff. It's literally just like, let me hold RNA and I will auto-jump all of this stuff. And they kind of remove the technical aspect. But there's no, there's not that. necessarily any technicality, technicality in Ninja Gaiden either. It's running on a wall by holding A... Or tapping AAA to wall jump. Like, that's really it. And I'm not saying, like, that's fine. Like, it's mostly you're there for the animations and how smooth and fluid it looks. And it looks smooth and fluid. But that, like... (laughs) I would agree with you if it wasn't implemented into combat, though. Where you can, oh, let me run up this wall and then do a combo starting with Uh, that. Or, like, let me do this wall run and do a flying swallow. Like it's it's a part of the the environment, like when you're in combat. Like the combat and environment are kind of melded together in this game, whereas like in Assassin's Creed, it's not. It's combat, and then there's platforming. It's not both. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you don't like run up a wall and be like, "Okay, I'm already halfway through this fight. Let me like jump up on this well, thing and take like somebody out in Assassin's stuff, Creed." But... Yeah, you might start with it. 
you might like be like, I'm on this perch, let me kill this first guy like this, but you're not doing like a wall jump to kill somebody after that. Yeah, that's, I get what you're saying. Like, I just, I think the, I think that's cool, and I think I never actually did any of that stuff, so I think that's what makes the game fluid like you say it, it is. I think the combat itself is pretty fluid. It's the, just the platforming by itself that is not as fluid and I thought that's what we were referring to so that's what I was that's what I was referring to and I do think the um the um the camera is a big like again across all three of those things that is something that kind of is an obstacle for me personally it's not necessarily like game-breaking, but it is game-affecting in a way that I don't necessarily want it to be. Yeah, I mean, I, I think for sure the camera is an issue. I think you just get used to kind of like babying it around that it doesn't necessarily become a huge deal, but it can it, it can come up in like clutch times where it's like, wow, if the the camera was in this position and I didn't have to keep just right triggering it all the time, then, you know, maybe I would be able to avoid this a little bit easier. Or if it didn't get caught in this corner when I was trying to, um, you know, maybe like try to reposition myself in combat, then it wouldn't be as big of an issue, but we'll just have to play Ninja Gaiden two, where you have a, um, fully controllable right stick. Yeah. That's faster. And then get your thoughts on that. Right, Marcus? Right, Marcus? I'm crying inside. <laughs> uh. oh. oh, the gameplay changes. The gameplay innovations that you've that you've requested for all of these years, they're finally going to be there. And uh, and other stuff. And more. Oh, yeah. Isn't there like a lot more dismemberment in Ninja Gaiden 2? Oh, it's a it's a whole mechanic and there's yeah. They think the ninjas in this game are dishonor- dishonorable. Wait until they find out about suicide ninjas, and all ninjas are suicide ninjas. <laughs> oh. What do you think? Hey, but you get recharging health, you get a camera, you get a more linear um, play space, you get um, auto weapon switching or whatever, or quick weapon switching. See? All of that and more. It's practically your game of the year at this point. Yeah. What about you, Trevor? <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to say I completed this game. Because after you said it's like one of the most difficult games. Um, I mean, sure, it's fun. Like as far as far as the difficulty, the difficulty is fun. Um. But I, I just don't have the patience. <laughs> to... That's the best way of putting it. Like, we didn't necessarily play it in the optimal way, me and Trevor anyways, right? With having a deadline and like... Granted, if we didn't have a deadline, you guys would have never... Yeah. I mean, you're right, you're right. But like, just, it, it felt like we were I, we were always crunching... And, like, I know specifically for me, I got a bunch of real-life projects that I had been working on, like house stuff, like building a porch and building a coop, a chicken coop, and 
it was the few the little time that I got to play video games, this would not have been the game that I play after working hard to like relax. It was like quite the opposite. So a lot of times I was dreading like, oh, I'm going to go play some video games. And then I'm like, oh, wait, I'm going to go play Ninja Gaiden. Crap. And then I got to get in that mindset. So it's just, just like I, it made me realize I enjoy playing games for fun and for enjoyment. And this game, I did not necessarily, I don't, it wasn't a chore, but it wasn't like the, like the reason I go to games, this <laughs> I would, this game wasn't scratching that reason or checking off that box for me so I think it is a good game but it is not a game that I enjoyed playing and it's not a game that I would play again I do want to thank both you and Trevor for being such good sports just um, so the audience knows typically we try to find games that are pretty much 16 hours or less like Normally, we try to definitely cap it at around 20. I assume that, like, I knew going in that how long to beat was probably going to be a little off. But I assume they would just, like, either one quit or two be like, hey, I played enough of this, I'm good. But they actually played through the entire game despite going over the 20-hour um, time frame. So thank you both. For yeah, that. I think my playthrough was, like, I remember, I think I was, like, 23 and a half hours, and then... Trevor was like, man, I'm only at, like, hour 16 or something. No, I was, I was at hour 20, like, at the end of chapter 14, I think. No, but I'm saying, like, when I had posted, I think you oh. were, I don't think you were 20 hours yet. I think you were like, man, I've only been playing for 16 hours. And you were, like, on chapter 12. Yeah, something like that. And you're like, How, four more four more chapters left. How could it, you know, and then you, what were you, what was your final play time? About like 21, something, yeah. Yeah, so uh, this is the second time Dante's had us play long games. <laughs> what was the Phoenix uh, right? Oh, Phoenix right. <laughs> hey, you guys, you guys could quit at any time. It's not like I'm going to be like no. standing over your shoulder watching you play DS games. No, I'm not a quitter. I just get really mad about it. <laughs> not really mad about it, but I just like man, man. Why does he keep <laughs> keep suggesting good games with gameplay? Well, that that is a way of looking at it. <laughs> I've heard people call this a good game. One of the best action games. Uh, yeah, actually, um, 58th highest ranked game of all time, if I recall, um, our first podcast. Oh, uh, well, I'm, I didn't vote in that. They didn't ask me. <laughs> all right, I think... Second best Xbox game can, from the OG Xbox. Is, is after Halo? If we're throwing after out Halo? stats. Probably Halo 2. That's probably the highest rated game I would think on Xbox. A real man's game. Halo 2. Alright. Uh, we've, we've gone we've gone a while. This might, this might actually... <sighs> it's a long game. Do uh, you got any closing thoughts, Greg? I mean, I, I guess we'll, we'll do that. What's your closing thoughts with Ninja Gaiden Black? Uh, I still enjoy my time with it. Uh, still feel pretty strongly about it being... A really good game. Um, still seems like it holds up the test of time. I mean, mechanically, there's some questionable things, but, um, you know, still a really enjoyable game, I think. All right. Dante, what are your closing thoughts from Ninja Gaiden Black? It's pretty much like practically the greatest game of all time. 
It's it's not quite the greatest game of all time. It's like top twenty for you for me. Yeah, and I I do think the mechanics for the most part hold up. The camera isn't always great, but I don't really have too big of an issue mm-hmm. with it. And story, I mean, who who really cares? As far as like mechanics go, I really can't think of a. Well, I can't say I can't think of a single game that does it better, but it's like that and Devil May Cry 3 are the absolute epitome of the genre for me. They kind of define the genre. And I think Bayonetta does it well. I think the DMC reboot does it well. I'm thinking the DMC 5 is going to do amazing. Can can I ask a quick question? I don't want to go into a huge tangent, but like, if you're saying the genre, what what exactly does DMC do? three do that this game doesn't do that helps establish or distinguish this genre dmc3 is kind of the progenitor for the modern version of these type of games so bayonetta is highly based off of devil may cry 3 okay devil may cry 3 has um pretty much like fully can't well not fully cancelable cancelable combos but most things you can cancel out of animations. Uh-huh. It has real-time weapon switching with both, like, two primary weapons and two, secondary like, or... secondary weapons. Uh-huh. And just kind of how the fluidity of that game works directly applies to the modern Bayonettas and Platinum okay. games. Because, I mean, I, I think, so, some of the things that we said this game... Kind of made it seem like it was not a as modern, or you know, like it was a step behind. Was like having yeah. to go to the pause menu to switch your weapons, healing, like healing, yeah. and just um. Well, not even that because Ninja Gaiden Two addresses a lot of that stuff, but it's mostly like the fluidity of the game and how you can cancel directly into a different animation. Like, if you're doing triangle, triangle, triangle in DMC, you can do something to get out of that. Sure. Very so, but, but there's more fluidity in the actual uh, traversing in combat in this game, but in Devil May Cry, it's more so in the actual fighting in combat, right? Well, think of it this way. Ninja Gaiden is cohesive in its combat, whereas Devil May Cry is always fluid no matter what you okay. do. Okay. So, logically speaking, like... What Ryu does makes a lot more sense because he finishes all of his animations. And this is something I kind of like. This is something that's always, I don't want to say bothered me about like the fighting genre. But a lot of the fighters I like don't have that many cancelable techniques per se. Aside from Marvel, I'm really big into Marvel in some ways. But there's something about canceling animations that always has rubbed me the wrong Mm -hmm. way. So I've kind of liked... I really like how NetherRealm games look for the most part. There's just something about them. Gotcha, gotcha. And this kind of has that type of modus operandi as far as its design decision for how to do combat. And I think the greatest, like, despair of this genre is that it pretty much consolidated into the Devil May Cry style of things. Whereas I think there should be both. So this is like the more technical, where Devil May Cry is the more stylish? I wouldn't even call it more technical, because Devil May Cry 
if you get into like frames and stuff, people get crazy, especially with Devil May Cry 4. It's just this one has a good balance of offense and defense, whereas DMC is mostly like evading an offense. Okay, so maybe maybe more balanced. You're not watching your enemies quite as much as you do in this game. Okay, I got you. Yeah. And I guess I should say that this kind of evolved into Dark Souls and to some extent. So you can still get some of that taste of the thing you like. It's just maybe not in the genre. Yeah, Dark Souls isn't as combat heavy, but it has the deliberate animations. It has the hey, this is almost a Punch-Out-esque game where I'm watching for the tells of the boss and that's how I actually get through this fight rather than just doing sick combos. Alright, what about you, Trevor? It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Back of the box one. Man, I, I probably wouldn't play it again, honestly. But it's it's fine. Like I, I don't know what I was playing back in two thousand four when this game came out. Was it two thousand four or two thousand five? I think it was two thousand five. Five for the. I don't know black. what I was playing around this time, but it definitely wasn't anything like this. This wouldn't have been my pick to rent from Blockbuster. <laughs> back of the box quote. <laughs> Alright, well, um, I think we've, we said, we said enough about this game. Well, one, one small thing, since we always do it with every other game, like, what would you want to see in a sequel, just real quick, or what do you think a sequel to this game would be? I mean... Trash is not an answer. (laughs) I, I think if, I think other games do what I would like to see in a sequel, um, I think a sequel to this game would probably be like more ridiculous and over the top and just more uh, crazy stylish like finishing moves and uh, more cool environments. I think one of the environments and just the, the variety of enemies you fight is really cool. Um, I personally would have liked to see them improve some of the mapping and just how that is marked and also tweaking the camera to I mean ideally the sequel comes out two three years later so it's going to be maybe a little bit more of a modern feel to it you know in 2018 it'd be 10 years 11 years later versus being 13 years so maybe it's more in line with games that were coming out in 2008 which uh, would have in my slightly better camera and just um, uh, swimming, and I think even the the open worldness, especially if it came out nowadays, like within the past three four years, it'd be blown out and be out of control, like in a good way. Like it would be a, I think, an open world. <laughs> it'd be way more open world and just like quick travel between locations. So that could be cool. I would like to see that over, like, um, chapter one, chapter two, chapter three, you know, where it's kind of like you have this mission, and I think it could be potentially cool to, like, play a action-adventure or action game of this genre where you're in a big open world and you can kind of go wherever. 
But I guess maybe that's starting to get into Dark Souls territory. I'm not sure. I haven't played it. But what about you guys, Dante, since you pinned the question? So, I mean, this is kind of a weird question since I know what a sequel to this game looks like. But if I had my, like, ideal pie-in-the-sky sequel, it would it would pretty much be the same game for the most part. Um, work on the camera a little bit. They should have weapon switching. And I think just a couple streamlining of things so you're not quite, like, in the menus quite as much. Aside from that, that's that's really it. Yeah, um, quick question. When did the sequel come out? I believe Ninja Gaiden 2 was 2008. Let me quickly check that. Could be 2009, though. 2008. Alright, what about you, Trevor? Um, I guess I'd have to say Prince of Persia. That's what I, <laughs> that's what I want out of another Ninja Gaiden game. Are we talking like Prince of Persia PS2 style or Prince of Persia 2008? Because um, if it's the latter, it could literally not be any more opposite of this game. The game where you literally can't die. Oh yeah, I forgot oh, about that's that, That's a man. good idea. I just don't want to die. <laughs> Ninja Gaiden without dying and good camera angles. You press a button and Ayane saves you from every situation. What about you, Greg? <laughs> um, as far as what I would want out of the sequel? Assuming you don't know what you know about the sequel. Uh, so, um, not having to go back into the menu to switch weapons. Um, having mission mode at the start of the game without having to finish it. Unlockable uh, difficulties at the start of the game. Yeah, that would also be pretty good. Um, let's see. Maybe bigger scale boss battles. Um, and I don't know. I think that's pretty pretty much the the main things I would want to. And a better camera, but I think that's probably the the things I would look for in a sequel. I think this camera was the best thing since sliced bread. you right (laughs) alright man Um, only the best games get long episodes so we've gone pretty long so I think it's about time to wrap it up before it becomes the longest episode meaning it's the best game which it's not yeah it's still I was about to say longest episode for the best game or you get a third episode (laughs) Oh, me and Trevor will be in the third episode. Talk to Ninja Gaiden. <laughs> hot takes, hot takes, hot takes. The Trump tapes of Ninja Gaiden. All right. Um, we should make them go through mission mode next. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. We could put that go on the list. Technically. Um, Greg. <laughs> um, oh, wait. Actually, I mean, before I say that, our next game, our next game, is my choice uh, for the month of uh, August. It is Catherine for the 360. I was really, really, really hoping that the remake, or excuse me, remaster, would be out by the time that we had made when we made these lists. 
but I don't think that it will be out until I'm looking it up right now. It's, it's supposed to come out this year, but I don't think they yeah, winter 2018. So when we made these lists and we did our voting, I was hoping that it was going to come out because it hadn't released a date, but it's not going to be till later. So unfortunately, um, it's not as timely as I would have hoped it to be, but that is the next game, Catherine. Um, if you're playing along, that is the game we are playing. Greg, where can people... One, do we have any questions? No. And where can people send questions if they want to? <laughs> uh, you guys can hit us up at mischeckpoints at gmail.com for any show feedback, or if you've got any suggestions, if you just want to get in the conversation of what we're playing, uh, you can hit us up there. And where can people hit you up at? Uh, I'm around. You guys can find me on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash boombox hero, uh, Twitter, twitter.com slash boombox hero, and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash xdrd magnegro x. Where can people find you at, Dante? Well, people can find me and a lot of other Ninja Gaiden speedrunners at twitch.tv slash awaken cloud. <laughs> I see you. What about you, Trevor? Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Xbox Live or PlayStation Network at Lyric Unsung. Cool, cool, cool. Or check out his epic um, Ninja Gaiden archive at Mixer slash Lyric Unsung. Yeah, that too. That, that too. Uh, you guys can find me in my backyard. I'm building a chicken coop. And that's it. Um... Any any last comments for Ninja Gaiden? Any last comments? Going once, going twice. All right, cool. Um, well, this was a long episode. I think this is officially our longest episode. Uh, we are missed checkpoints, and we are out. Peace. Peace.